0: Hello there Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics and the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I have course from one of your update. ads coming Someone up with the host right away. Nice. The ad's your beast MVP you. if you have not uh, the been last he-
1: 30 seconds.
0: If you have not been here for any length of time, that is generally how our openings go. I try to do the introduction and ads gets a host in like, <laughs> right as I'm doing my introduction. Immediately. Immediately. Which of course <laughs> I have to stop because I've got a notification sound. That plays over the top, and so it comes through my headphones, completely throws me off. But of course, I am one of your hosts for today, Cross, as you can see by our nice fancy borders that we've now got for podcasting, thanks to Nitro. We got solo borders, so we decided to make one for a duo because it made sense. Of course. Um, so, it. showing it off today. It's like, oh. Yeah,
1: so I uh, just got to show this off for my friend Locke in uh, Locke chat. It's a gift for my wife, and uh, I'm digging it, man. I'm digging, I'm digging the show. I'm digging the thing you know and my name is misspelled under me so that's all good it's all good
0: <laughs> nitro, <laughs> nitro. <laughs> yeah it's like you know what i can just be a thing It's just gonna be a double i for no reason yeah
1: we could just do that nitro there we go we gotta say it like that too every
0: time though yeah
1: so what's up dude
0: nothing much man how are you not to, it's,
1: just start
0: to hang out on a Sunday. It feels weird, because I we haven't actually like done this for a couple of weeks, so it kind of feels weird whenever we've got a couple of weeks separate, because you did the big anime talk, which has clearly been in, inspired you in many ways, because you're wearing really anime stuff on stream, and...
1: I have been watching so much anime since we talked, Locke, it's, it's been ridiculous.
0: Yeah, Locke, you've had a bit of an influence on Nitro since that anime episode, which can I just say is like now the record holder for the longest episode. Yeah, dude, it's crazy.
1: I was telling, all right, so this might be TMI, okay? So I have a bladder the size of like an 85-year-old man. He does. Everybody knows this who's been watching the stream long enough. Um, So about two hours is all I got. So Cross and I normally talk right before the stream, and there's always this point in time where he's about to go live, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to hit the head real quick just to make sure we're good to go, and then we're good. So about two hours, two and a half hours is my cap, right? So I made the mistake, Locke, when we did it, you know, when we had our stream um i don't know why i drank water beforehand um but i topped off normally like i do and our stream went on for like three and a half hours i was it was it was bad news bears right at the end i don't know if you noticed the speed up towards the end of the stream yeah that was the
0: reason yeah and i started rushing the podcast at that point realizing how desperately he needed to use the bathroom so it's like there's a reason our shows are generally about two hours long at most and But yeah, we're doing good. We're back, man. Obviously, missed out um, last week's podcast. The whole family here was sick. My week has been completely thrown off with everything. We've had so much stuff happening at this house this last week. It's... It's felt like an eternity since I've been doing the show, so it's good to be back.
1: Yeah. It does feel it's, weird, like when we take a week off and then coming back getting into the groove of it, it takes it takes a minute.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it takes a minute to get back into it because like so much happens in that time. Like I mean we're we're both dads, we've both got families, we've both got busy yeah. lives and it's like when this isn't part of the regular routine, it's like it just it feels really weird. <laughs> like
1: Yeah. It was cool getting to hang out yesterday though, man. It was cool. Yeah, we actually got to hang out in person.
0: I don't get to do it as often as we'd like, but uh obviously we made a deal. we had to freaking rush that as well. I finally got no. to see Shang Chi like yesterday. Like Nitro had seen it beforehand, he went to see it with his wife and stuff. Um I don't get to kinda go and see the stuff my wife just with our situation with the kids and stuff unfortunately. I just Oh, shout out to Locke. Woo! I love the fact the clip is literally a stream ending thing. That is phenomenal. Um <laughs> But, like, yeah, we so we can't really go to the cinema at the same time, like we can't really go out together just with the whole stuff with the kids and with um my eldest being autistic yeah. and stuff, trying to get a babysitter for that stuff is hard just to do on a regular basis, so, yeah, um, you gotta plan like weeks in advance, for stuff yeah, you have to plan really. so far in advance, so we don't get to do that, so now got to do that, and I held off, and then we were gonna go last week, and then you were't gonna make it that Sunday, so we decided hey' let's just push off seeing it, yeah. Yeah, because we're not going to review it till today anyway. And then I, I said it to you yesterday when I finally got to the cinema. Like I think someone doesn't want me to see this movie because <laughs> we were going to go see at an a matinee, and then it, the, the first showing didn't start at twelve fifty. And for anyone who doesn't yeah. know, I work Saturday evenings. I work Tuesday to Saturday, um, and I work Saturday evening starting at three fifteen. And this is like a two plus hour movie. Yeah. Plus, like, what is it, 20 to 30 minutes of uh, commercials? Yeah, so, beforehand. I mean, in and out, it's three hours. I think we got out of there at, like, 3.20 or something. Yeah. So, I'm, like, I'm thinking, I'm not going to make it for working time. So, I'm, like, I had to see, but one of my other colleagues already had the Saturday off and were short-staffed on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So, it got denied. So, I then had to check and see if someone could cover me. Thankfully, someone could cover it at 4.30 so I could actually go. Yeah. Then, like I said that to you, I almost, like, got crashed into twice, like, on the drive to the cinema. <laughs> As I almost got like sidebar coming out my street by a guy who decided not to slow down for the guy in front of him turning. Somebody Are was you turn- going
1: to Alright, I'm
0: going to hit you. Yeah, like yeah. someone was turning into our street so I thought okay I'll nip out in front of him. As I'm pulling out and he's pulling in, the other guy, like I'm surprised he didn't hit the back of the other guy, like almost went right into the side of me and I'm like dude how did you even get to me that fast? The other guy was still turning. And then, like on the road, the main road heading towards the cinema as well. There was a guy that was like, "This is the edge of the road. I'm coming along." He was like, "Here," and then there's cars in the lane next to me, so I had to like swoop in and out to get past them both. Like, oh my goodness! It's like, why am I not allowed Welcome to see this movie?
1: Welcome to our area, because everybody drives. <laughs> like that.
0: Nobody knows how to drive. Don't even no. don't even ask about a four way stop. Don't even mention rain. Good grief, mm. it's awful. I hate going we out. sound like
1: sound like 80 year old men here but
0: i know we do but like driving in rain driving at night time driving anything like that yeah people don't know how to drive here it is awful oh like, yeah no almost so, said we're
1: in the middle east we're in the mid east of the u.s not the middle east
0: in the middle east and, uh, like no so we're right not quite <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're right in the area where it's not really hot all the time but it's not cold all the time it's right in the middle so you know people just don't know how to drive
0: so anyone gets any sort of extreme temperatures no one knows what to do everybody yeah. freaks out
1: like an inch of snow everybody's off out of school for like a month oh you know?
0: yeah like the budget of like getting the roads is dumped side <laughs> of the road the day yeah. the snow is announced and it's not even started falling yet it's like and then thousands of potholes magically appear the next day oh uh, I know that's crazy alright so we've got our complaining out of the way I know just to get that out of system all right so i'm pulling up stuff for news because there was a couple of pieces of news so you guys want to make sure to hit them all
1: oh yeah i want to talk about something too we'll get to talk about it then so
0: no nah, you the can go you can go know. ahead throw it in there if you want because i'm still pulling all right. stuff up so
1: so i know you and i talked about it yesterday a little bit maybe i don't know if we did or not we talked about a lot of stuff um so for those of you who don't like spoilers or whatever for the new spider-man movie or potential spoilers just mm. plug your ears for like a minute or two um, but there was a set, well, there's a set photo, and there was a set video, of supposedly Andrew Garfield and Toby suited up in their respective Spider-Man suits. Um, so the photo has actually been around for a couple months, I think, but a new 4K video just popped up. Not 4K. It's a high-resolution video. It's a close-up of Andrew Garfield in and the same place that photo was taken and uh he's talking to toby because you can see toby's hand his suit and so that was out for a couple weeks and then this guy out of nowhere comes out and says hey everybody i trolled the internet it was me i created the whole thing deep fake here's how i did it and so he did made a youtube video walking you through how he made it from the beginning to the end but what he didn't realize was that Real visual effects artist, where I would actually dissect this video and show that he started with a messed up template on the background so you could see where he actually scrubbed the original video, which was Andrew Garfield. He basically deconstructed it and then remade it again. So I say all that to say I think the video out there that we saw with Andrew Garfield talking to Toby is real, but I think this guy tried to take credit for it and it's just a whole bunch of confusion. And apparently, there's a new trailer coming out. Uh, at the, towards the end of next
0: month, I think uh, we'll so get. We'll see. we'll see what happens. I think we'll end up if if um what's his Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in this movie, we will get one more trailer at the end of next month, setting up for mm-hmm. December because they're not going to leave that for a movie reveal because everyone's talking about it and they want to guarantee butts and seats to make you money. Think
1: you think they'll drop Garfield or, or or Toby in the trailer? They'll
0: drop at least one of them. Okay. If not both, that, or, because I, the thing I is, because you got to think well, about I, it from Disney, from a money perspective, from from a creative perspective, you shouldn't say a dang word. Yeah, you should leave it as a surprise, leave people speculating, make people Agreed. go to see it. But Disney want to guarantee bus and seats. Think of it as the equivalent of like when Spider Man showed up in the Civil War trailer, well,
1: that, and that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Like it, I, I compare it to that, right? Because that was like there were still negotiations going on. Nobody knew for sure that um spider-man was going to show up in civil war but then they dropped that in the trailer but the
0: rumors alone could have got people in seats but they, they wanted to guarantee people in seats to come see yeah. spider-man join the mcu people have been non-stop talking for months about three spider-men all coming together in this movie mm-hmm. if like if they are in it i am fairly confident they'll probably drop a trailer with them in it i'd like don't get me wrong i hope they don't i would love to go into this still speculating yeah. if they're going to be in it I'm gonna like I'm gonna see it anyways. Most everybody yeah. is gonna see it anyways. Yeah, you know? everyone's gonna see it anyway. But Disney, what Disney is a company that wants like guaranteed money. Yeah, they I don't mean, they I, don't want to take a risk that people might not go and see it. Like, oh, I don't know if they're not. I'll wait and see. No, they want like breaking box office records that weekend. They want like yeah. and Garfield yeah. in it. They want people to know that they're in it. They want to throw everything at it so people will, like I'm going to see it.
1: I mean, speaking of the Civil War thing, I would have honestly, because Spider-Man's my jam, you know that. I would have preferred that they left him out of the trailer and they just re- they just revealed mm. that in the movie. I think there would have been like a huge pop in the theater, um, just like when Cap caught Mjolnir. I think it would have been close for real. I do, uh, if not more, honestly. <laughs> and I, I, re- I wish they would have I wish they would do the same thing with this one. But I get it. I get
0: what you're yeah. I get What you're saying. I get your point. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope they yeah. don't reveal them, I hope it's a complete shock I hope they's, they save them for the third freaking act of the movie if they're in it, yeah. I, I don't want to see them I want it to be a complete shock Agreed. I want Peter to be getting his butt whooped by the Sinister Six from across the multiverse for two thirds of this movie and might, then out of nowhere they show up as the help I'd, I mean my thing is
1: why would they bring in those universes villains if they're not going to bring in it doesn't make sense to bring in their villains if they're not going to bring in their spider Man yeah you don't know understand but like i said well, uh, to you
0: it doesn't even make sense if i had to be seen alfred molina's Doc hawk show up and say hello peter it's like he doesn't know that's peter though he looks nothing yeah. like his peter parker yeah he looks yeah. nothing like the peter parker he knew so um, that'll be interesting i'm loving locke's comment by the way i'm just gonna yeah. say this i i'm laughing at, it at that apparently it's now weird for people to see me with my normal brown hair Although it's not completely back to being brown It does now have a bit of a grey tinge to it now I've got a bit of a salt and pepper thing starting Oh shoot, oh shoot
1: Apparently uh, apparently
0: I'm (laughs) Apparently I'm getting stressed at my box with three kids So it's like I'm now starting to go a bit grey In my mid-thirties Locke said there's a
1: clip of Andrew Garfield on Jimmy Fallon Saying the whole thing was photoshopped and he wasn't there But he wished someone had told him he was No, he said so that, that originally he was like Jimmy was like talking about this picture And he goes, what picture? I don't know what you're talking about, what picture? And then he goes, I know the pitcher. I know what you're talking about. So he tried to deny it up front. And then he got caught in this little lie, which I think he is lying, obviously. Um, but yeah. Yeah, because it's
0: that thing. I love the fact that they go on and get interviewed and it's like, and they get asked about this stuff. And it's like, it, I get it's a thing of trying to trip them up. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, they're not going to say yes, they're in it. They're under contract to not. Yeah, they're not. They're a contract they're not to keep their do. mouth shut and not say awards well, because.
1: Sony was going around like, dcma and all those like leaked photo set uh set photos where people were like it's not real that's not really well why were they doing
0: that if it wasn't real yeah yeah you know? yeah speaking of sony and speaking of spider-man crossovers there was another big announcement this week we will be getting spider-man crossing over with venom
1: Out time man
0: maybe out time hopefully possibly which i love hopefully. the fact that that's the headline that has been everywhere but if you've actually read the article it's taken a quote from director of Venom to Andy Serkis absolute legend of an actor director, yep. phenomenal guy but like it's talking about a comment he was asked about or like are we ever going to see Spider-Man and Venom cross over because it's one of those questions that everybody asks because we want to see it, they're from the same universe same properties it's weird that he's got a, Venom's got his own thing happening over here that's completely disconnected from Spider-Man doesn't make sense you know so it's like and he's he basically said yeah I'm sure we will see a crossover I believe we're going to see a crossover between them but we don't know when or where but that eventually it will likely happen that's it that's the quote eventually it will likely happen and people are going off they're not we're going to see them crossover and I'm like that wasn't yeah. even close to a guarantee no that was at some would, point down the line Disney was going to eventually buy Sony and just put them together <laughs> you know
1: I would I would bet money... I don't know if I would bet money. I would say that there's a strong chance that Tom Holland appears, not as Spider-Man, but Tom Holland appears as Peter Parker in a post credit scene for for Let There Be Carnage. I would say that there's a strong possibility because Sony owns all that. They can do whatever they want. I mean, really. Um, Locke says, I'll say this about the Doc Ock thing. We're assuming that him saying hello, Peter, is to Tom Holland out of costume. I bet you Holland suits up before Ock... Uh, Dr. Ock fully comes out, so he just knows Spider-Man equals Peter Parker. Possibly, yeah.
0: Definitely a possibility. I mean, I would definitely say that's a possibility for it.
1: Yeah, so Locke, I, we did see, Cross and I were talking about this yesterday, so Tom Tom Hardy had a Spider-Man No Way Home crew like production hat on and people are like oh shoot yeah oh shoot does that mean no i uh, maybe well, technically maybe. it
0: could because technically if you want to say it like even because that's the thing technically now like even if andrew garfield and toby mcguire and all that don't appear now you can basically say all of these marvel characters are in the same multiverse now
1: yeah
0: even if they I'm, never I'm, cross over like venom's part of that multiverse the old spider-man movies are part of that multiverse you know mm-hmm. it's like you can technically say for all of that um in terms of Venom and Spider-Man crossing over I will say this I would be excited to see Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Tom Hardy's Venom I think we could get some interesting stuff out of that and the interactions between them mm-hmm. my worryment is for the overall story mm-hmm. of how do you pull that together because like, there's going to be a whole host of back in there yeah. to make that story fit without having Spider-Man as part of it because the whole fact of their connection is literally... The whole thing that drives the Venom-Spider-Man thing and makes it so popular is the connection that's there. The Spider-Man had the black suit that it then went to Venom, that they both had a hatred for Spider-Man. It was a built-up thing of the Venom suit wanting revenge on Spider-Man, as well as Eddie Brock wanting revenge mm-hmm. on Spider-Man. Which, that whole backstory of Brock is completely, like, not in the movies in any shape or form, let alone yeah. on Spider-Man's involvement, which... They're missing out on a phenomenal character by not including that stuff. If yep. go, go read the backstory of Eddie Brock in the comics. It, it's insane. The fact yep. they didn't include it is, is a pity because it would be an amazing story to tell. But without any of that and without the Spider-Man connection, you've literally got two guys just bumping into each other with a kind of similar power set, but not even really because the Venom we've seen has not even really done a lot of the spider powers. Mm-mm. So it's like... It just be two guys kind of crossing over, and I like. I feel like to get that proper crossover, it would. It would eventually just get brushed into Toby Maguire versus Topher Grace. Yeah, it was Spider Man versus Venom, but it could have been better. Yeah, I. You know, what I mean, this. Don't it get me wrong. It could have been way better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lock <laughs> cinematic Venom is extremely non-Spider like. So, yeah. like, I- the, the crossover is literally because people would love to see the crossover because people have got the nostalgia for the comic stories but there is literally the cinematic versions of them, there is literally no reason for the crossover. There's no connection. I'm, I'm pretty sure at some point they leaked the design
1: for Venom's suit in Venom 2 and I could be wrong, I can't remember the trailer but I'm pretty sure it has the, the spider on it. Does it? Uh, in, some sh- in some shape or form or they they leaked they actually they leaked um stills of the suit or designs of the suit that at
0: some point i think he gets the spider on it so i don't know i don't know but see like that i'd be interested to see how they do that because that without the spider-man origin for the black suit it doesn't make sense because that was an imprint that the suit kept from being on spider-man yeah was having the spider on the chest and it kept it when it joined with eddie yeah you know, and because that's a design in the comics that it keeps even since. And every person mm. that jumps to all the way through to Flash Thompson with Agent Venom, back to coming back to Eddie, it's a design that it, the suit itself keeps. Yeah, it, it might varies be, it, like, but...
1: I think they know that they're gonna have to get to that point, so it might just be like a like a reworking of like a, a back door of the of the suit getting the spider. So it obviously starts off with Brock, and then it gets on. Peter Parker somehow and then it goes back to Brock and now it has a spider on it. I don't know. I feel like they should
0: have started with that at some point. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'd eh, like Hardy Venom makes no sense to pair mm. up. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like, I'd love to see. I think Tom Hardy is a good casting choice for Eddie Brock. I'm going to say that. Mm. I don't think... No, I think he's a good casting choice. I think the way he's written is uh, awful. I, I would agree. I 100%. think if he, if he was written like he is in the comics... And like the Eddie Brock that we were expecting to get, Tom yeah. Hardy is a great choice. Tom Hardy yeah. could pull it off 100%, I honestly believe it. I he don't is. think the writing gives him a lot to work with. You know, it's like there's the weird kind of like Tom Hardy mumbling over himself. You know, it sounds like he's doing a Bobcat Goldthwait impression, you know, it's like yeah. it's, that's not that's not the Eddie Brock I want, this bumbling goof, oh you, Eddie, and I'm like, that's not what Eddie Brock's meant to be like. Yeah, it's a completely different version of Eddie Brock. Not to mention, it's a completely different version of the symbiote. Like the symbiote's mm-hmm. personality legitimately bugs me. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cause I agree. Because they try to make it almost like it's like a five-year-old, charming and funny. Like even the, yeah, see the o- the opening of the trailer when the first trailer dropped for Venom two. So bad. And it's cooking in the kitchen, and it's like it's singing to itself, and it's like, I'm like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. I'm like, I, yeah. you, you've already lost me. Opening, <laughs> opening minute, and you've lost me in a trailer. Yeah. I was not a fan of that. Uh, he the second trailer seeing, was
1: uh, definitely good, but the first trailer, I was like, no, stop. Stop.
0: So, Locke's saying, so, uh, so in the Let There Be Carnage trailer, he freaks out seeing Carnage and yells, that's a red one. Did the coloration thing exist as a classification in the comics? Not, as a, color. not as a oh, classification, though. Like, all the symbiotes are just different coloured vary like they all have different looks to them but there isn't like a classification it's not like being a red one is more like stronger or more evil or anything like that i think the red was an insinuated in carnage one to make it pop off the page color wise Mm -hmm. specifically but two i think it was because it's meant to be the whole like it's mixed with his blood like the the carnage symbiote literally goes into cletus cassidy's blood yeah you know, you actually see that a bit in the trailer. It literally is coming out, excuse me, of his skin. So I think that yeah. was part of, like, making it red was, like, it's so infused to him. It is, like, his now, basically, his blood. Yeah. But there's a ton of symbiates, and they all have different colorations, and they all have different, like, mm-hmm. what was, it was it? Like, yellow ones? Green, yeah. Like, well, I was, was going to say, Shriek one or a purple one? came back as, like, in a comic recently, and she was a... Uh, a yellow and like yellow, black and red look to her. Toxin yeah. who Eddie Brock also wears at one point, the toxin symbiote. It's mm-hmm. got like a like red upper half and black lower half. So like they were they're all just different designs and colours. There isn't really a yeah. classification to them. But yeah, that is a bit of a weird liner. That's a red one. I'm like Yes, it is. Good for you. You can see colours, you know, well done. It like there's no context to that being better or worse or anything. Like unless they establish it during the movie that oh that's a red one, that's a really bad one mm-hmm. no Carnage was a little bit worse than Venom in terms of the fact that he's a bit more sadistic Yeah, but that's part to do with the fact of how much him and Cletus have fused together, like they don't say we they say I Yeah, they're literally one and the same They're because he's nuts Yeah, and the Carnage symbiote is nuts and they both just feed off each other and you know so it's like it's a more sadistic there is no moral compass at all and mm-hmm. carnage whereas venom is you know even at his best as an anti-hero at times so it's like there is a bit of that morality to him but i will yeah. say
1: that the w- i will say that the way that they transformed uh woody harrelson as carnage in the trailer in the second trailer is is it's terrifying yeah it's, it's really
0: really good they've really gone for a horror element of that look like, and i'm like it, good It's, it's, it's body meant to be- like
1: well, somebody shot him and his body separated and the bullet went through him and then it closed back up I'm
0: like dude that is sweet <laughs> yeah it's, like, it's it's meant to be a horror element to Carnage yeah. and like and I think I, I will give them credit for that they did capture that they did Agreed. capture the horror element to Carnage like he is not meant to be he is not meant to be in any way a nice guy he's not a yeah. redeemable character like Venom's an anti-hero so there's redeemable qualities to him Carnage mm-hmm. is not meant to be that in any way yeah, yeah. Eh, looks saying, yeah, that's what I thought, that they were just randomly different coloured, so they could easily be told apart. Pretty much, yeah, so you can tell what one's what just by looking at it. Eh, uh, Anti-Venom is pure white with a black symbol. Yeah, Anti-Venom as well, lads, like, is literally an inverse of the Venom symbol. it's the white with the black. Yeah, Cletus Cassidy was a redhead, it wore a lot of red, so it made sense, tying all together. Sure, Cassidy's red theme was more because of Carnage, rather than Carnage being red, because, yeah... It's kinda of, I think I kinda of take it like it's kinda of like being a Power Ranger. You know, it's like whatever colour Power Ranger you are, all of a sudden that's the only colour clothes you've got in your wardrobe. <laughs> that's so true. Like if you're the Red Ranger, every shirt you you're wearing wear a red for the rest of your life every, is red every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like and they always do you know what I love as well that whenever they change just rambling off as a of Power Rangers, like whenever they change Ranger, like especially the first few seasons. I'm thinking like especially like Tommy who went from like being green to white and then eventually red Um, literally his whole wardrobe changed every time, like it was all green and then it became the white Ranger, and all of a sudden his wardrobe was all white. Just in case you didn't
1: know who who was behind the suit, this is the guy just pay attention to his clothes
0: Which I love, yeah, a group of six people wandering around, all wearing the same colours only those colours that are exact same colours as the Power Rangers and nobody worked it out I wonder if they're
1: the Power Rangers they're wearing the same colours, they're always together. Like
0: just an angling just somebody should have went wait a minute
1: <laughs> you're the power rangers got it
0: unless it's like one of those things of like that everybody just knows and they just they'll shut up about it and like they just like they or oh, they think they've got a secret identity we're just not going to say a thing we're just we're just, just going to think nobody knows they keep they keep saving this you keep saving us or we're just not going to mention it you know yeah that
1: uh, lock that was one of the main con- that was one of the main complaints i had uh, along with other numerous things about the first movie is riot and venom looked almost identical and when they fought and they were just like it was just like a mess of symbiote you stuff know what'll make this
0: fight better and make it dark, a nighttime hey, fight
1: are like they're like all right we're gonna make this fight the most confusing fight you've ever seen and the cameraman's uh, oh, gonna oh, be drunk let's have it at night
0: and the cameraman's <laughs> gonna <to> be drunk
1: <laughs> it was so bad man it was i'm so like bad. what is happening
0: i can't tell what's happening in this fight you know what I mean? It's like give me something to watch, please. Uh, to be fair, giant robots and monsters destroy the city and no one true. speaks about after. Yeah, no one also speaks about the fact that this American city all of a sudden has this massive, like flat land with this one mountain range in it. <laughs> so true. That looks suspiciously Japanese looking and then all of a sudden it's Angel Grove, dude. It's Angel Grove. And then all of us yeah, but then okay. again but then it disappears. That landscape disappear.
1: It's just a shifting landscape, okay. It has many facets.
0: Robots and monsters come out and this mountain just rises out (laughs) of the ground and then they disappear and it all goes back. It's like okay. (laughs) We're just not going to talk about it. Locke said they consult the guys who made the last season of
1: Game of Thrones. Yeah, that that, those four (laughs) episodes that were just completely black with
0: just torches, just torches moving around. Yeah, because that Um, you know that makes that makes stunning viewing, you know. We're gonna have only torchlight and I'm like you know you can make it look like you've got torchlight and still have other lights, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of. You remember that? Nope, not at all in movies and shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see. I think the multiverse stuff is going to be. There's going to be a lot of questions for that going forward.
1: I'm excited um, for. I'm excited for a, a live action Spider Verse, though. I think that would be kind of cool.
0: It would be a really cool idea, I think, because I think as well because we've seen the potential of it with what the first Spider Verse movie did, and I'm glad we're getting a sequel to that. Mm-hmm. But we've seen the potential of a multiverse done right, like that. That movie is still in my mind the best Spider Man movie we've gotten, and in my mind, Peter B. Parker and that is still like my version of Spider Man. I'm like, that's him. Yeah, that's that's him. That is Peter Parker as an adult. That is what he's yeah. meant to be like. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's spot on, perfect, and it's like, so I'm excited for a sequel to that. But the fact of them doing a live action one, like, yeah, if you get it even close to that, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. I'm all for it, and it's
1: gonna be Toby with a beard, and we'll be good, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it. It's like, I'm still like, I'm I'm <laughs> still waiting for the reveal. I'm not gonna lie. I seen someone posting about it because I know people were talking about it way back when the first Spider-Man movie was coming out for the MCU. Like, I'm still waiting for Toby Maguire to pull his mask off. And for Tom Holland's Peter Parker to go Uncle Ben, <laughs> I'm st- I'm still waiting for that. Like, because we've never seen Uncle Ben; he's barely been mentioned and referenced. So, like, I'm still waiting for that reference of like that's what his Uncle Ben looks like. Because I still think that'd be a really cool little twist. And it's actually a twist into the comics as well. That during one of the like Spider Verse crossover things, Uncle Ben did come in from one universe to help. Mm-hmm. So it's technically kind of a canon thing. Hmm. yeah I don't know what I would feel I don't know what I would think about that I think it'd be cool at least because you don't, you don't need to play that much off of it you know Yeah. don't have him like meet Marissa my or anything like that you don't need to do that whole big thing of like oh my goodness it's like no just have him like no I'm I'm you from another universe I just happen to look like your uncle or something and we're going yeah. to move on with it just have it be a little moment moving on. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> But yeah, so that was kind of the big news for this week was a couple of crossovers. Uh, There was one last thing I wanted to mention to you because I wanted to see what your thoughts on this were. Uh Uh Because I don't know what my thoughts are on it yet. Was the Batman movie. Mm -hmm. Robert Pattinson's Batman movie that is coming out. Looks phenomenal. Looks phenomenal. Sometime. (laughs) Excited to check it out. We know there's going to be a few villains appearing in it. Mm Mm-hmm. One of those villains is already getting a spin off HBO Max series. Colin Farrell's Penguin is going to be getting a spin off HBO Max series. And I had to ask what your thoughts were oh, on yeah. this. Because <laughs> right, I still so don't here, know. There's
1: <laughs> a couple things. There's a couple things. This is, this is Warner Brothers' main issue, I think, handling DC properties. They are trying to do too much. They are trying to do too much, and when you spread yourself too thin, the quality suffers. Um, How about, how about, let's actually get a movie out first with said character in the movie, see how he or she is portrayed, and see how they are, see the reception of that character, and then... If it is well-received, if they are well-received, how about let's make a spinoff then? Okay? Yeah, just I love, I love <laughs> Colin Farrell. Phenomenal actor. And I've been wanting the Penguin in a live-action show, movie, forever. But let's wait. Let's wait until the movie comes out.
0: I, I'm going to say this as well. Like I, I love Colin Farrell. I think he's a phenomenal actor. I think if he's casting the right roles, he's brilliant. He's one of the best. I mean, best.
1: Bullseye, that's just cinematic. Just... I love that. Too. Don't
0: get me wrong, that is one of my favorite things I've ever seen him do. It's like, I cannot, it's, that is an awful movie, the Daredevil movie, but his bullseye is like a freaking highlight of that movie. Like, I bust my gut watching him in it. Dude, so over the top. Oh, it's so mind. over the top, and it's amazing, because he just, I don't care. I'm just gonna go for it, and I'm, I'm like, carving a bullseye in my
1: <laughs> forehead. I'm doing all. I'm doing all of it. It's
0: like you know what? You do your thing, Colin Farrell. Like none of this makes sense. You're so over I'm the top and campy. I'm just like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Batman and Robin. It's like you're so over the top and campy, and I cannot help but love you doing it. <laughs> but I still don't know how I feel about him being cast as Penguin. I need to see the movie, dude. I, so all right so i remember i i'm old enough to remember
1: when the dark, when the uh nolan films were coming out and they were talk before they came out and they were talking about the villains that they were going to possibly have and they were talking about penguin at some point at that point it was philip seymour hoffman was maybe thinking about playing the penguin as like a an arms dealer and i was like dude that sounds really really cool like if they do that right that would be really really cool yeah that would so been a cool I, idea I, I like the like, fact
0: that they're kind of doing that with this Penguin, making it a bit yeah, more gangster-esque, yeah, exactly, because like, exactly. cause that's the part I want to see played up. Like, Literally, the best version of the Penguin I've seen in recent years has actually been in the Arkham games. I think mm-hmm. it's the start of Arkham City. You get a good shot of Penguin doing some dealing and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, and both me and my friend from back in Scotland both said, you know who'd have been a great Penguin? If he had been a bit younger, still been alive, you know, God rest his soul now. But uh, Bob Hoskins playing the gangster like
1: oh, that sounds familiar
0: doing his gangster like version because he's done a lot of stuff like that Um, specifically like i think oh yeah oh yeah i can see that he's got a look of it and then if you ever watch him in the movie unleashed with jet lee he plays like a gangster in glasgow and it's like he's like yeah he's like a mob boss character it's which, by the way, if you if you've never seen Unleashed with Jet Li and Bob Hoskins and Morgan Freeman, I in it, like, I, was, I was
1: just googling that. I've never seen. Phenomenal, I mean, phenomenal,
0: movie. And... phenomenal movie. Phenomenal movie. There's a whole rant in that one, but Bob Hoskins was awesome. Yeah, Bob Hoskins was an absolute legend. Loved the guy, and he, he him playing because the way he is in the Arkham games is like a London gangster. Hmm. He's like a mob, mob mob boss gangster. He's doing the weapons dealing. and his, all that stuff. Oh, and who like,
1: framed Roger Rabbit?
0: Yeah, the guy from it. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, yeah yeah
0: and mario yeah we're not going to talk about the mario thing which to be <laughs> fair though in the mario thing he's bob hoskins is still phenomenal even and he, peter
1: pan good grief i forgot how many movies he's in
0: yeah bob hoskins Jeez. is a treasure man he was smitty yeah
1: dude i totally forgot about who that. the hell is yeah. smitty he was smee Smit- me whatever whatever who's smitty he's my nickname for
0: smee all right that's what i call him i call him i call him, I call him smitty all okay, right. you need to go watch Unleashed because it's amazing and you've not seen it. And apparently, you need to go back and watch Hook. Apparently, <laughs> because you can't even remember me, dude. I'm horrible with names. Give me a break. No. Um,
1: he <laughs> said no. All right. So I really like the way that I. So I, what I've seen from the Penguin from the trailers and whatnot, which is a very very small amount. Um, I like what I like the direction that they're going with the Penguin. Now again, I would really like it for the movie to come on first and then let's talk about let's talk about some 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 stuff like I get, they're really trying to make this connected universe just just but, leave the
0: shows alone leave but the why alone penguin though
1: second.
0: if you're making a connected universe like i get you're doing the hbo max thing you're trying to do the Disney plus thing you're trying to make a connected universe like blue beetle okay phenomenal character we've not seen give him his own show well worth yeah. it He's not going to draw in big bucks. People don't know who he is. But chuck it on HBO Max. People will fall in love with the character, I guarantee it. We're going to make a Batgirl movie. We're going to put it on HBO Max. Perfect. Get Barbara Gordon out there. Get her as Batgirl. A character we've not seen. A character that's well known. Get her on HBO Max. A character that deserves the spotlight. Yeah. Perfect. There's all these heroes to follow. Why the hell is Penguin getting a show? This goes back to. The Do you know how many amazing characters are out there, and penguins getting a show? This goes back to the
1: conversation that we've had just so many times. I've lost count. DC slash Warner Brothers slash whoever wants to listen, you need, you need, you need a unified vision. You need a Kevin Feige. I don't care who that is. You need someone like that. We have pretty much to, been to, saying to, this to since we started this out, show. <laughs> you need to lay out what your vision is for the DC universe, whether you want it connected, whether you want a multiverse, or whether you want standalone properties. All three are viable options, but you need to make a decision on what you want to do. You can't have all three and have everything be quality. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So let's make a decision. Let's make a decision which direction we want to go. You don't have to be Marvel. You can do your own thing, but let's stick with it. Let's stick with a vision. Let's stick with (laughs) <laughs> the
0: decision <laughs> All right, I, I need to catch up in chat here because, like, uh, Kenneth Smallish oh. coming and saying ten out of ten, Bob Hoskins best Mario ever. He was phenomenal. John Loc-
1: Leguizamo as Luigi. Come on now. And uh, saying
0: too. equal tie with Captain Lou Albano as the best Mario, which he was a live action Mario during the uh, Super Mario Super Show oh, cartoon.
1: Yeah, I remember that dude. Which,
0: by the way, go back and watch his PSAs as Mario. Like you won't, be- <laughs> you won't believe them. There is legitimately a PSA. He's a wrestler, right? Yeah, there is legitimately a, a a PSA of Captain Lou Albano dressed as Mario, warning kids that they're going to go to hell. Oh my gosh! I kid you not, it's a real thing. <laughs> and I am like, hey Isaac, how's it going, sir? I like, I kid you not, go look it up. It's a real freaking thing, like one hundred percent. Um, and yeah, Locke, 100%. Penguin already had a show. It was called Gotham. Good grief. Penguin was like the main villain in Gotham. He was one of the main characters, so 100%. Yeah, absolutely, Locke. I swear to you, I've seen it. It's a real thing. You need to go find the PC of that. Good um, grief. But yeah, do you know what the thing is as well? Like uh, looks saying as well, DC, uh, Faggy, is the only way to ever make it work. Kevin Faggy being head of Marvel is why that works. They need that at DC. But do you know why that works? It works because ooh, playing a little bit of um, oh, what's it called? The Dark Pictures game. Nice, Isaac. Um, but the reason why having like a Kevin Feige works it for is, Marvel, for the conversation that we're having. I know, but see, to, Sorry, like, to, I, see, like where it's going, and like, and having all that set up. Do you know why it works? Because in the comic book world, you have that. It's called an editor. Yes. the editor-in-chief, everyone has to run everything past the editor to get it approved like Marvel did that for years like oh we want to have the Fantastic Four crossover in this big Spider-Man event, oh you can't because they're over here in their book, they're on the other side of the universe they'll never yes. be there for that so it's like you need someone who knows where all the pieces are and DC doesn't have that they don't have no. an editor-in-chief, they don't have a head that's focusing on everything, that's why you it's not tell, working
1: you can tell just by like the last five years what's happened Right? You had Justice, Justice League come out. It was awful. So we're like, oh, Zack Snyder's like, you know, I had this original vision, but, you know, we're never going to see it. And then fans pushed for it and it came out. And everybody's like, dude, it's sweet. And everybody's like trying to tie it in with this new Flash movie and they're going to bring back Michael Keaton, which I'm all for that, but who asked for that? No one asked for that. Nobody we can't get,
0: we it. can't get one universe right, but we're going to start on our multiverse. We're going go all the way back. <laughs> but you know what the thing is? Like, We're going to start on our multiverse. Without getting the first universe right, and you know what we're going to do to make it worse, we're going to start doing it at the exact same time Marvel is setting up their multiverse, so it's going to look crap by comparison, regardless. Because we haven't set the foundation. No, and that's the thing. I like that. Oh, we're doing a multiverse. Why we're bringing back Michael Keaton's Batman, and I'm like, why? Yeah, but like why? Spider-Man is possibly bringing back the old Spider-Man, the villains of the old Spider-Man, and that's just in one movie. Let alone all the other multiverse stuff, like. Flash is gonna be white noise and a void compared to Marvel's like multiverse stuff. Like you have not thought this through. I mean, and look. Abso- and absolutely sorry, I just saw that comment. Bob Hoskins' Smee is awesome. He's so awesome as Smee, by the way, he actually played Smee in two different projects. Hook and then he played him again later in a Sky product Sky One production of um, Peter Pan. If you've not seen that, go check it out as well. Uh uh oh, Locke found it. You want oh. me to drop the link somewhere? You can drop it in oh, our perfect. Discord log if you want. I'll put up the thing for our Discord.
1: So, I so all right. So going back 1989, Tim Burton Batman is probably one of my favorite Batman movies. Oh, I love it. it! It's awesome. I have a soft spot for Michael Keaton. I love all, most everything he's in. That being said, no one asked for him to come back, and it might work out great. But you need no. To get, we did. Uh, we did ask Tim-
0: him to come back. We asked him to come back as old Bruce Wayne in Batman Beyond, and DC went. Nah, stick him back in the suit and just make him Batman. I'm like, how long have we been yelling at you to bring him back in this way and you couldn't even get that right? I I feel so bad for Robert Pattinson
1: right now because he's like, he's probably like sitting at his home going, I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. Am I going to be in the universe? Am I not going to be in the universe? It's just going to be a standalone movie. Now they're making a
0: Penguin show. WTF. WTF, DC. What's going on? I'm keeping (laughs) back. Yeah, exactly. Locke, exactly. Locke has seen it as well. Like, Yeah, the only way to bring him back, especially, do you know what the thing is as well that really is going to annoy so many fans? Excuse me, is that Keaton is now the perfect age to play the old Bruce Wayne. He yeah. looks like old Bruce Wayne. Go watch Batman yeah. Beyond. He literally looks like old Bruce Wayne. He does, he does. He's perfect for it now. He looks perfect for it. Cast Terry McGuinness and go. We're good. And yeah, No one asked for Ezra Miller as Flash, but life is unfair. <laughs> I'm in the minority in that. You are indeed. You you quite like him as Flash. I cannot stomach. I, I don't.
1: I don't know. I wouldn't go so far as to say I like him as Flash. I just don't. I don't. Oh,
0: no, 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 no. You're not backing out now. You're not backing out now.
1: All right. Uh, you know, uh, one out of a ten or made, whatever. You, one, you one to bed. ten. I would give him like a six or a seven. He's made, not bad. Made, I don't think he's bad at all.
0: You made your bed. Line it now. Line it now. Lying all out. right.
1: You're making it sound like I I, I, pitched, I pitched. I pitched. I'm the one who pitched it to Ezra Miller. All right. I, I don't mind him as Flash. I think he's actually decent.
0: He's quite good. You had it here first. Ezra Miller, Flash is Nitro's fault. Blame him. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf for Wolverine. All right, let's continue. Just dig your hole deeper. Why don't you die? <laughs> Danny DeVito for Wolverine. I will hear no other exceptions.
1: <laughs> Fireflies overrated. What? Wow. I'm just, and I'm just Wow, digging. and I'm
0: ending this call. <laughs> And then the rest of the show solo, ladies and gentlemen. Give me a minute to get rid of the Nitro. Oh my gosh. Wow. You cannot come in here and say that and not expect <laughs> backlash. Oh man, I was just dropping all
1: of my my hot takes all at once just to get them out of the way.
0: Fireflight is a masterpiece and you just can't get over the fact of how much you hate Joss Whedon <laughs> to actually enjoy the show and admit that he did something good. <laughs> You've got such I a just, distaste I, for Josh Whedon, you can't get over yourself to say that he made something actually worthwhile.
1: I gave it the benefit of the doubt, and I did like portions of it. I just, overall, it was, I was like... I
0: was going to say, yeah, It wasn't look, bad. I didn't think it, yeah, look, bad. You, it you, was bad. Yeah, look, you jump in the call. You can take over from Nitro. We'll talk about <laughs> Shang-Chi. <laughs> You like I did Firefly, not think it case. was bad. All right, I,
1: I want to be clear. I want to be clear in this because you know it has no, no, a no, habit no. of. No, 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 no. Let me finish. No, no, you've made, a made habit like... of, no, no, no. Let me finish. We have a habit. Oh, of we've got a raid coming
0: in. Saved by the raid. Nitro <laughs> save by the raid. Is that kid Rod coming in oh, with the on. raid? Thank up, you Rod? so much. What's up, man? Let me do a little shout out for It's that kid Rod?
1: Right. sheesh.
0: You are coming in and literally saving Nitro from like being no, crucified no, by our community. No, i not saving me from anything. I was
1: clarifying my hot take, and uh, Cross was saved, you know, from from the raid. That that's yeah. What it
0: was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how it was playing out. There. That's how that conversation right, so, was going.
1: So, so what I was saying, I know, okay, fifty let minutes me, in, but I need to clarify this. I need to clarify this. Let right? me greet right. our
0: raiders first. You sit there and just stew in your wrongness, okay? <laughs> Welcome oh my on. God. How is it going, Rod? Welcome on, and we are doing good. We ball update. There is a new hey! We're talking about how
1: overrated clan. Firefly guess, is. So it's right. thank you for no that
0: follow. Welcome to the Comic Clan. Welcome. Nigel is digging himself a hole here about how wrong he is about taking geek culture, and he decided to come out the gate with Firefly is overrated, and we're about to... All right, to so
1: we need, to, we need to kind of go back, though. We need to kind of go back at the, the beginning of this. Hey, Swante, so so, how's it
0: going, sweetheart? Skeet update. Uh oh! Locked with the, the comic gifted clan sub.
1: Has been promoted Thanks, bro. The Stan clan. Welcome to the Comic Clan. Excelsior!
0: Yeah, welcome to the Stan Clan. Is that kid Rod? You're a new part of the Stan Clan. All
1: right, go all right. on. All right, so I feel like we need to go back. All right, so we started the stream a little over a year ago, right? Uh, I I was fairly new to some aspects of geek culture, right? One of them being I had never seen Firefly before. Not a huge Joss Whedon fan, even before all the crap that happened with him. I just wasn't a huge fan so one of our shows was me reviewing firefly the whole the whole show not the movie whatever it was called just the, just the show okay so i watched the show i gave it the benefit of the doubt i watched all episodes and we had a review about it now did you watch all, did all the episodes hate... we reviewed I half watched... the
0: episodes did you watch that No, i watched
1: all of the episodes i watched all of the episodes wow so, so you're even pieces. more
0: wrong than i thought
1: so alright I want to be clear I did not hate the show I didn't even think the show was bad I was just meh about the show and I know a lot of people are like hardcore in the paint (laughs) for it and I just wasn't it just wasn't my jam now that being said and I think I've said this on the stream before if I would have seen it when it came out I might have a different opinion just like I like Kingdom Hearts and you're not a huge fan of it you're not a ginormous fan of it I should say I'm a ginormous fan of Kingdom Hearts. I realize it has flaws, and it's not the greatest game, per se, but it's one of my all-time favorites.
0: Yeah, lock, hold my brown coat. I've got to lay a whooping down here on Nitro and <laughs> put him in his place. All right, <sighs> so... See, this is this is why we're a place of love in this community, because I can still be friends with Nitro no matter how wrong he is. As We can still be friends. My bad, Stan. Sorry, I was calling you Rod. My bad. Well, to be fair, Rod's in his name, so it's like... True, that's true. <laughs> but Stan, yeah... Uh, he goes by stan well stan is now part of the stan clan there you go nice uh, yeah i know look we're an hour in. this is i literally was going to pull us in and we got uh, like 45 minutes and like okay it's a good place to get into the movie and literally we just kept going from there so yeah. this has been a very ranty episode
1: it's important conversation it needs to be had i'm doing good stan i'm so thankful that you're popping in so you can hear how wrong cross is right now
0: and how right and vindicated i am um, <laughs> uh, coming to the cross, I was wondering if there was a second episode reviewing Firefly coming. There was meant to be a second um, half of it um, to go over the second half of it. We just never ever got to it. Just a lot of stuff came up and pushed it off. And I don't know if I want to do it now because I don't want to beat Nitro down publicly on Twitch. You know, look, I am okay
1: <laughs> having a hot take and just standing firm on it i'm totally
0: Dude, cool with that. to be fair you're standing in the hot take minority spot for a lot of I'm things in, in geek in culture I get it. I get you it. are on the other side of the line from most of geek culture on a lot of it. things
1: i get it not a lot of things just a couple of things
0: yeah uh, that's Kid Rod saying i go by stan or rod and uh, my last name is stanley in the military they call me stan hey we can do stan oh, i'm cool. good with stan rod yeah we can have to do stan i'm give a stan rod we can call you whatever <laughs> uh, but we can do a stan <laughs> Uh, look, Add, nitro, uh, nitro, you ain't winning. You and Ezra should make like a tree <coughs> and leave. Absolutely, Ads. Thank you. Ads has got my back. Ads has got my back. Uh, it's
1: okay. I'm okay
0: with that. All right. So we're going to move away from the hot takes and from before Nitro <laughs> digs himself a deeper grave. <laughs> and we're actually going to go into reviewing Shang-Chi. 100% from this spot on, we are going full spoiler cast for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's Three. Gonna, be a full spoiler two, cast you've one. been warned
1: shang chi dies right at the beginning of the movie yeah that's not actually about him at all it's like he's the legend that's about it's about the <laughs> legend of the ten rings
0: of the legend of shang chi of that yeah. legend so like shang chi and the legend of the ten rings also known as shang chi the last <laughs> airbender yeah, basically...
1: Slock said I resume myself because of my anime, so I am a geek in that aspect.
0: Okay, I <clears throat> will give you this. You have the anime geek cred that I do not have. I've got the sci-fi geek cred, you've got the anime geek cred. We'll just... I'll take that, I'll take we'll, that. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll, we'll leave it in that standing, because I'm definitely more into the sci-fi side of stuff. You're definitely bigger into the anime side than I am.
1: Yeah, Stan, that, that spoiler, if you're still here, that spoiler was
0: not real. I, we just tend to do that just to be dumb. I just do it because people decide to hang about and then they get pissy that we do spoilers in the middle of a spoiler cast. So it's like, I I usually come right out with a big spoiler of some sort right at the start because I'm like, I warned you, so if you're hanging around, you know what you're in for.
1: Yeah, but Shang-Chi does (coughs) die right at the beginning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's very sad. (laughs) I cried and everything.
1: It starts off right on the sad note. I mean, come on.
0: Come on. Um, But Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings or Shang-Chi, the last airbender, as he becomes (laughs) pretty much... Or, Dude, there's some definite bending happening in this movie yeah or as i like to also call the movie the redemption of trevor slattery who say what you want to me You're one of the, the bright spots of this movie one of the best characters in this and as you can see from the title i'm all about the bromance between trevor and morris <laughs> so all right so question did you know that he was going to be in it i did i did see
1: that beforehand. Did. okay i did because I, he- I was sitting there <laughs> waiting for your reaction to seeing him I already
0: knew because by the time like we got to see it, they'd already like released like he had got like a character oh, poster and got stuff. It, got it, got it. And I I even knew about Morris like in the little connection between them because people had yeah, talked yeah. about that they were like all about that. And um, mm-hmm. so I did know he was coming in it, and it, it wasn't a shock to me to even see the character poster. I'm like that makes sense because yeah, they already tried to redeem the Mandarin with the "Hail to the King" short. And mm-hmm. um, so it makes sense in the movie where the actual Mandarin. Mm-hmm. which I will probably at points just call him the Mandarin, even though he says he doesn't go by that name. He's yeah. the Mandarin. It's like he is the Mandarin. <laughs> um, yeah, I I had no idea, Locke, that he was in
1: it. I had no idea that he was in the movie, so when I saw him, I was like, yes!
0: Yeah, like I, yes, I love tied-up threads. Yeah, I'd have probably popped at seeing him, and I'm really glad they they brought him back. And they wrapped that all around, and like they brought in a real Mandarin that we can see as a villain, but also redeemed Trevor as like he's actually a great comic relief character to have around. Him and Morris were like one of the highlights of the movie for me. They were phenomenal. I love the fact that they. I want. I literally want a stuffed Morris that I can sit here on the (laughs) desk during the show. I need a stuffed Morris toy, just to sit here next to me. During I the love podcast. The fact that they leaned
1: that they leaned into the Ben Kingsley like Trevor, Trevor Slattery thing, though. Like they, were, you know, they, at one point they were at the dinner table, and he's like, "Yeah, he named himself after a chicken dish."
0: I do I love. The, was, I thought that was awesome. I love that. I love the way that they played into that, and it also helped modernize the Mandarin because the Mandarin obviously was named at a time when, yeah, that was going to be one of these things. Like it was very played into the times, but it doesn't make sense in this day and age, sort of thing. So I like that they played into that and absolutely Locke, I agree with you. He had the ten rings, even though they weren't the traditional finger rings. He's the Mandarin. Yeah. He has the absolutely. ten rings, he uses the power of them, he's lived for a thousand years, he's the it's Mandarin. Canon. It's that character. It's yeah, it's canon. I was sure he was gonna have a heroic sacrifice moment so to save I. Morris in the end. Yep. No, he had an even better <laughs> moment, he faked his death. He lay there pretending to be dead. Morris came up all sad, it's like I'm acting, and then Morris just lies in his back. And look, that was amazing. If you know, sure. does Shang Chi, Shang Cho show up? <laughs> okay, I'm addressing this right now. When I was posting about Shang Chi, uh, my autocorrect and my phone came in and apparently changed Chi to Cho. Nice. So one of the posts that went out on social media was about Shang Cho and the oh, legend of the Ten to, Rings.
1: We need to change the title of this stream then.
0: I know. So it's like
1: Shang Cho review.
0: That's that's what's going to be going up on um probably on Anchoraz, like when we put the podcast up, it'll be like Shang Cho. Shang Cho and the redemption of Trevor Slattery. <laughs> so, but, so yeah, so, Ads and Isaac have been ripping me for that one for, yeah. for that spelling mistake.
1: Alright, Cross, so what did you think of the film? So this, you we you saw it for the first time yesterday, I saw yeah, it for so, the second time yesterday. Yeah,
0: so we're coming in different perspectives. I just got to see it finally for the first time yesterday, so this is my I'm fresh perspective. I've had like the night to think about it and stuff, so I'm coming in fresh from it. Metris had the chance to process and see it for a second time and reevaluate stuff and think what he yep. thought. So it'll be slightly different takes on it, probably. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it'll be exactly the same. We, we try and not talk about this stuff before the stream because we don't want to ruin it. Um, I'll come at the bat, basically give my initial take on it. I loved it. I thought it was yep. phenomenal. I thought it was, it was one of my favourite MCU movies. And I still stand by what I said to you yesterday coming out. This is probably in my top five, if not top three. Mm-hmm. Um, MCU movies like it's definitely my favourite MCU origin movie, yeah. I preferred it pretty much to any like of the origin movies so like Iron Man, Thor, Captain America Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man I'm like I, and some of those movies I adore yeah. some of those movies are phenomenal I would even say it's better than most of the solo movies for characters mm-hmm. bar, I think, again we said it yesterday each other, bar maybe Winter Soldier yeah. Is maybe the only one I would consider for a solo character, it was even better. But I adored this. I yeah. adore this movie so much. and uh, yeah, this skyrocketed to arguably my favourite non Avengers film. Absolutely. Honestly this is probably I probably prefer this to the first two Avengers movies. Infinity War I definitely, and I Endgame for this are probably the only Avengers movies I prefer to Shang-Chi like this one I just because I came out of it and I'm like I'm trying to be like I try to be a reviewer I try to be like a perspective what did I like what did I not like about it and I'm like there's really nothing Mm -hmm. that I can call out and go oh I wish they'd really done that better yeah and I I just I came out and like I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was so yeah. well done. The characters were well done. The action was phenomenal. Yeah. The writing was superb. I connected sh- so much with Sima Leo um as Shang-Chi. Like he was such a phenomenal casting choice for this. He's he I, I this guy deserves everything that's coming to him. Every bit of success is about to come to him from being in a Marvel movie, he deserves. He's an yeah. amazing actor. He was a cracking choice for this. And this is redemption for martial arts in the MCU. We're going to talk about that. We we talked about about this in length. If there was one thing we talked about in length, it was the fact of the introduction to martial arts from Marvel in recent days has been the Iron Fist series. And this is what happens when you've got a martial arts... Creation like one was a show, one was a movie, but like an martial arts movie that understands the Asian culture, that understands martial arts. This is what happens when you've got a lead that actually shows his ass up and trains mm-hmm. for his choreographed choreographed fight scenes and busts his ass for it. Yeah, Finn Jones did not even show up for training in Iron Fist. Samuel Liu, oh. like I don't think that guy left the mat. I don't think he left the gym. That guy was. I was in. That first fight scene in the bus, I was in. I'm like, I don't care what happens from here, I'm yeah. in. I, you've got yeah. me. You know, it's like, this is what happens when you do it right, and this is what happens when you give me the dragon I've been asking for. <laughs> I, more dragon in the first five minutes of this movie than
1: the entirety of Iron Fist season one and two.
0: Yeah, I got more dragon. I said, that little card that you had with the literally, dragon. That I'm was literally. made. I'm like, that's, see, that's more of a dragon than we got in Iron Fist. Exactly. And then the dragon we get at the end, a legitimate dragon, which I love the fact it was a Chinese dragon as well. It was a like Chinese water dragon style, the long dragon, not the typical European look to it. I loved all of that. And I love that we actually got a dragon and got it connected in and freaking, I'm like, it's like, you know what, we can officially sweep Iron Fist under the rug. Because even like the secret place they went to, Tao Lao, like, I'll I literally lean over to you and mean. that's meant you to mean be Kung Lun that's meant to be Kung Lun and it is like, yeah, it's like it's, it's literally everything that Iron Fist was meant to be but done yeah. properly Yeah. it's just it was so well done I yeah. I adored this movie I, I really I want to go back and see it again already like I, I adored it I yeah. I need to have like either a sequel to this or an Avengers movie with him in it or something with him mm-hmm. I need more Simu Liu as Shang-Chi yeah I, I just I do. The guy's phenomenal and I, I want more of it. Uh let me catch chat and then I'll ask you. You're yep. putting it um I remember when the first announced a few of us in here wasn't that hype, so it's good to see the impact it's had. Absolutely, but that's it again, I didn't even know that much about Shang-Chi. Like, even in terms of comic characters, he's like a Z Lister. Yeah. He's a nobody in Marvel Comics. Nobody reads Shang-Chi comics. Nobody. No one. And I guarantee everyone that's a comic book fan has went to the comic shop looking for Shang-Chi. Mm -hmm. because of this movie because they want more I will guarantee if you're a comic fan and you go to comic shops or go on Amazon looking for them, that you've typed in Shang-Chi just to see what there is and there won't even be that much for you which is a sad thing Uh, A lot of 100% Cars on the Table, I cried when that dragon came out of the water, Mm -hmm. that movie was so beautiful, top to bottom, it was it was a stunning movie visually it was just but yeah, what did you think of it and you're coming obviously from the perspective of having seen it a second time now yeah so um, what are your what were your your initial thoughts and what did they compare to your thoughts coming out of it the second time as well
1: so so i feel like i should describe a little bit of my like movie background and what i really love like growing up so i grew up with a lot of i call them kung fu flicks i know that's probably a misnomer but that's just the general term that i use um but martial arts flicks kung fu flicks samurai flicks i grew up with those i love those they are part of my dna so like you know back in the you know, late '90s, early 2000s. You had your Crouching Tigers. You had your Rumble in the uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Jackie Chan. You had the Matrix came out at the same time, which had that Asian fighting style influence. Um, I adore those movies. I love those movies, and even going back further than that. So when I heard that that was kind of the flair, that was kind of the the flavor that they were trying to go for for this movie, I was super hyped. I was super hyped, right? Because I don't know t- I didn't know a ton about Iron Fist and I didn't know a ton about Shang-Chi to be, a- to be super transparent. But when I was going into Iron Fist, I understood that, okay, this dude is supposed to be one of the premier martial artists in the Marvel Universe. So I am super excited to see what happens. And then that dude showed up. And then season one and season two happened. And it was awful. So I was going into Shang-Chi hoping that we would get a proper Marvel martial arts property. And I was not disappointed. The like Locke said, the film gorgeous from beginning to end. The film is gorgeous. I just I don't know. I still have to think about it a little more. I don't know where it lands on my list. It's definitely in. The, it's probably in the top five for me. I would say. Um, but Winter Soldier still is just, is so good, and Iron Man is just so good. And I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan too. Even though I know it's probably not the best movie um, in Marvel. But anyways so shang chi was really good simu liu knocked it out of the park yeah uh, knocked it out of the park and i think what really made his character work at the level that it did was his friend aquafina which to be fair i'm not a huge fan of a lot of the stuff that she's in because mm-hmm. i feel like she's a, she hands it up too much a little i feel like she goes too hard with the comedy sometimes like like uh, crazy rich asians is a good example she was hilarious in that movie but i feel like there was some times where i'm like okay we can dial it back a bit in this movie she was perfect yeah that i bought i one thousand percent bought the chemistry between her and simu i bought it i bought the family dynamics um between her family and him um
0: yeah. their bought, friendship was a, their friendship was a highlight of this movie i, I it think really it was,
1: was. The found for for real i think it was a foundation for this movie if it if they didn't work yeah. together this movie would not have worked and i said
0: it to you as well i'm really glad that even by the end it didn't turn into a romance i'm really glad Agreed. they kept it as their best friends i'm really glad yes. they kept that close friendship between them and that yeah. alone like I, it, and it just it works like that it just it really yeah. does
1: um the the dragon fights towards the end were phenomenal the martial arts scenes that just the bus scene alone because you don't know that he's a, obviously you know going into the movie that he's a martial artist but you don't know it in the movie until this scene in the bus there's a fight scene where aquafina gets involved and somebody basically assaults her throws her against a a door of a bus and this is where his training comes out and she doesn't know that he knows martial arts and it's just a beautiful scene of him just wrecking shop in a bus and there's multiple there's multiple set pieces of him wrecking shop it's awesome it's It's so
0: good like that that first fight scene 100 percent sold me in this movie Mm-hmm. That bus fight, like just, you get glimpses of it in the trailer, but there is so much more to it that you do not see, and it's like it's just. And I love the fact as well, like it's all physical choreography. It's all yeah. like him moving around the bus, him fighting with these guys, all choreographed fight scenes. It's not CGI flips and all over the place and anything like that. It's literally them moving. It's around up close. It's
1: up close. It's like that. That's what I'm saying. Like so, uh, for those of you who are Jackie Chan fans, Rumble, like I, I'm looking at Rumble in the bronx i think specifically there was a well all of his movies are like this but it's very visceral like you feel the punches you're up close he uses his surroundings like in this simu takes his jacket off he's using his jacket to fight like that would really happen in a real street fight and it's it's yeah. really close up and you feel the punches you feel the chore. it doesn't feel like choreography it feels like a fight it's it's really cool i mean for the most part but yeah
0: yeah it's like it's I think it's just it's so well done this movie it is so well paced and the story's so well thought out as well mm-hmm. like everything there's a there's a reason and a rhyme to it there's a reason that everything happens there's a reason that everything takes place there's there's nothing that's put to the side just all the story beats um, just all seem to fit for me like what? Even like from like man. the the opening of like you know he runs away and we eventually find out all the beats and stuff to it, but mm-hmm. the fact that his father then comes for him because, um, he's looking for the, uh, the pendant that he's got and the one that his sister's got, and you realise like he's literally just coming for the pendant. He's not coming to kill them. He's not coming to hunt them down and go after them because Gurr it's like no. In fact, it's even the opposite of that. Like his father accepts him back with open arms when they go to see him. Mm-hmm. And takes them back to their original home, and it's like, and you yeah. find out? Yeah, he needed the pendants to open this dragon statue that showed the map how to get to the mother's home where she was from, and like everything. And the reason he's doing it, the fact of like that he's hearing the mother's voice saying that she's trapped and she needs to be freed, and it's. And I loved that as well because it made the mandarin such a sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. The yeah. vi- he's not the villain of the piece. Can we give it
1: up for Tony Leung. Oh. He crushed it in that role. Like he was such a like.
0: He's so intimidating and so evil and so menacing, but so sympathetic and you his, can honestly so scene, relate. To-
1: his last scene. Before obviously we're in spoilers, so I'm just gonna say it before he dies. The last scene with him, with no words, no words between him and Simu. I'm like, dude. That's a full character arc. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Just that. Because, like... I
1: mean, let's be honest. He, he just wanted his family. Like when he finally when he when he when he um, when he got in contact initially with Simu's mom, and he was trying to fight, and he had this ambition of like, you know, finding out was it what was it Talal, Talal um to her, her convincing him that he doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. He needs his family to going back to you know to, to who he was before and then kind of coming back it's it's real life that's what happens to yeah. people you know
0: i love that is it? because that's why he drove his kids so far that's why he drove them so hard and like and the thing is that's that that's seen in a lot of movies that's that thing of like that the father loses it so he loses his compassion he loses his heart he gets so driven to get them there even the way that he trained um, and Chi, and the way that he trained them to be a fighter to be a killer to be an assassin And even to the point that we learned that, yeah, he was sent after it and that's what made him run away was because at first he says like, oh yeah, I didn't go through with it and I knew my father would kill me and then it was like, no, it was the shame because I did go through with it. I took his life and I I ran. I ran away from that life as fast and hard as I could and he pushed his kids so hard to this life. You know, his daughter even ran away and she runs like the underground fight arena where we see the abomination and... uh, his name wong I completely forgot his yeah. name there
1: Dude, that was so good
0: that was so, um so good. you know so we see like this factor but we realize that like, the driving force of what he's doing now is because he thinks he can go save his wife and get her back yeah and he also wants them to be there as well he wants yeah he wants his daughter Stanley to be with him. there he wants them all to be together and he tells he's them got a lot to-
1: of anger you know he's got a lot of anger and he takes it out on his son it's because he doesn't have an he doesn't know
0: what to do with it yeah it's like know? he's he's in grieving and he's he's not gone through the process of grieving he's gotten lost in the grief which is kind of ironic to watch as well because we actually just that's a good good statement because we actually just seen that recently as well this is the second time we've seen this in a few weeks because um, this came out around about the same time as the What If episode if you've not seen it there are spoilers for the What If with Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. where we literally see what happens when he lost the love of his life and he gets consumed by grief and it ends up destroying a universe because he can't let it go and yeah. that's his driving force in this, I mean, like, Shang-Chi even says it at one point, he's like, yeah, he's asked about the rings that his father wears and he's like, yeah since my mother died he put them back on and he's never taken them off since yeah, like he um, went back to war over Lux this
1: uh, like I said, I cried when he died, I cried a lot during the third of this movie oh yeah, was the was third intense. act of this movie was it, it was rough it was- <laughs> One of, the things, one of the things that you and I were talking about yesterday that I thought was really cool about this movie, so we're obviously 25, 26-ish movies into the MCU. Yeah. Several shows, all different types of properties. It's bound that there's going to be connections in movies. There's going to be tie-ins. There's going to be callbacks, all that stuff. Sometimes I feel like that can take away from the movie mm-hmm. or that can kind of like take me out of the movie, so to speak. With this movie... It was almost like his own standalone thing. Yeah, there were callbacks. We had Wong. They they mentioned the snap. Uh, there was one or two other things that yeah, I think not including like
0: the end credit scene, which is obviously setting up future stuff. Yeah. and links. I, I, the but movie there was felt the
1: like it isolated, you
0: know. But yeah, like you said, it was um, there was Wong appeared in it, and abomination appeared in it from previous movies in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, there was a reference to the snap, and mm-hmm. that taking place. Uh, there was the showing up of Trevor Slattery from Iron Man yeah. Three because that yeah. was a reference back to the previous mentions of the Mandarin and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like there was another one I'm forgetting. I can't I'm remember sure what it there was. was. But I'm like, but like there was very few. And I said this to you as well. And nice thing about this is like, it felt very self-contained, but it felt very yes. self-contained not just within like Shang Chi's, um, battle, but within our universe. So much stuff has been the bigger picture. Like with WandaVision and with um, Loki and with the What If series and then you know with upcoming with Spider-Man and with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Everything is the multiverse. Everything is this widespread multiverse thing. Everything is about yeah. the, the coming of Kang the Conqueror. Everything is about this next big threat. And it was really nice to have something that was small level... You know, we got hints in the the end credits of, like, it's going to go somewhere, he's going to be connected yeah. going forward to something. We don't know what to yet, they're keeping that a mystery. But it's very much a, a self-contained in our world. Like, this wasn't a universe-ending threat. This wasn't, like... No. This wasn't even, like, you know, we've seen Thanos and the Snap take out half the universe. No, this was just a threat to the world. Mm-hmm. This the, the big bad was this demon dragon Mm-hmm. that had been calling to uh, the Mandarin, to Shang-Chi's father, and wanting him to free it from its can we, prison. Can we, take a, can we take a moment to appreciate that we just had a battle of two dragons at the end of a Marvel movie? Iron yeah. Fist couldn't give me a single dragon, even though the dragon is literally linked to him getting his Iron <laughs> Fist, and Shang-Chi that's his, that's gave foundation me two of dragons powers. kicking each other's asses. Yes, they beat the brakes off each other. Boom! That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> that's what i've been waiting for and yeah but yeah absolutely yeah i adored this movie as well Um, i, I can't wait to see more shang chi moving forward yeah. Um. so we talked a little bit about aquafina being in it as kind of like his his you know comedy sidekick sort of thing she's a kind yeah. of like the comic relief and stuff and she's in this mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned like trevor slattery a little bit we'll get to him yeah. and, and morris a little bit more um, can we take a moment as well to talk about Shang-Chi's sister? Yes. I'm not even going to pretend to know how to pronounce her name properly. I, it's just I want no. to say Shia Ling. is That's um, the name I, of the sister. Yeah, so like his sister. So I apologize, I'm not great with the pronunciation of some of it and her name, I'm like, it just kept rushing past me in so many was <laughs> so much of this. Um, I am from Scotland, we don't have a lot of Asian <laughs> names so I'm not used to Asian pronunciations. I'm still learning a lot of that. Um but her character arc as well like was so yeah. heartbreaking seeing her as a little girl and we got to see like the scene of her asking him not to leave mm-hmm. and he said he would be back in a few days and never came home after that assassination and basically left her but yeah locks in as well like that so we already kind of mentioned about like sean and katie Sean, which I love, I love how the they wrapped on it as well. Sean Chi, what's your name? It's like Sean, what's you changed name? your name
1: from Shong to Sean.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> I love how you. Wonder kept, your getting, dad found you. It's like, what's your real name? Sean Chi, Sean Chi, no Sean Chi, <laughs> Sean Chi, no Shong. No, S H A N G. Like you changed your name from Shong to Sean. No wonder he found you. I'm oh, like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, <laughs> loved it. Um, but yeah, I love the fact that they they affirmed that they're just friends like because we even get the grandma kind of her grandma mentioned it when he comes over to get her one morning and, like, when are you two getting married and they're like no we're just friends and and they play it as just friends there's no like oh maybe they will in the future no they're literally yeah. just friends and yeah, i it hope it stays play. like that because the friendship works i don't think there's a romance there yeah i agree um, but it's really cool to find the sister is now out on her own, she's the one running the underground fight club. Which I love the fact that when he goes there it's the address that his sister gave him but they have no idea what they're walking into. It's like this. It looks like this abandoned building and this awful like, mine shaft of an elevator <laughs> that they're going up. And I'll, I've got to say I love the dude that like greets them and stuff like that, is like complete streamer sort of guy. Like yeah we put all this stuff out in the dark web and all this fight and they're like what the hell did we walk into? <laughs> and then of course he goes oh. out to fight and
1: i don't oh. i don't know if you caught this so you probably did because you have a really good eye but when they got to that place where all the fights were happening in all those individual cells did you catch the fight going on between the black widow from black widow movie and the guy with the extremist
0: virus yes extremist. i did catch that I, I didn't catch on that she was a black widow at first i was more focused on him being with the extremists. but yes yes i did see him like he's glowing uh, yes, red it's, the same, like, yeah. it's
1: the same chick from black widow movie i think it's, it's a her name is helen and she's a black widow from the movie and she even is wearing the black widow icon on her belt buckle
0: oh i did miss her in that. i saw i saw the glowing guy obviously because he's, he's kind of hard to miss but yeah. yeah, there was a bunch of like Easter eggs, locks in it as well, like in that with the fight scenes and stuff. And then obviously the big one was Abomination and Wong on the main stage, Dude. which sure. I love. I love the fact that Wong knocked him out with his own fist. Just opening that portal, and Abomination cracked himself. Dude, that was awesome. And then all of them just chatting in the back afterwards, like they threw the fight. <laughs> yeah, so that the whole thing's been set up, which I love yeah, yeah the same guy that this.
1: reported it on the bus was the one who told him to do a backflip do a backflip
0: yes oh i love that guy in the bus i want you to yeah. stick around him like i love him commentating and just taking the videos streaming like the whole fight on the bus i so, like he was like I did one some of the
1: martial them. arts when i was a kid back in the day so i'm gonna narrate this fight yeah so i'm gonna grade this fight for y'all
0: it's like as long as he stands up the big dude gets up and he's like oh you got this and it's like the knife comes out oh never mind my bad he just back down it's like yes so good but i love the fact that um, shang chi obviously goes out to fight simu getting a chance to show off a little bit of that ribbage she has got going on there that ribbed midsection because he's told to take his shirt off which if i had a midsection it looked like that i'd take my shirt off frequently i love as well. the,
1: i love the comment though from katie she's like where's your shirt and he goes yeah it's, it's just like a okay we're gonna lean into this we realize all of our males have to have a shirtless scene we're gonna lean into that yeah
0: too right i'd have shirtless scenes as well if i had freaking abs like that i, like yeah, I would too man <laughs> if i had
1: to torture myself for months and months and months i'd be like all right uh we need to fit a shirtless scene in
0: at some point yeah like heck yeah and um, but then of course he ends up his big opponent is his sister um, and he doesn't want to fight it at first he's kind of trying to connect Teethful, with her up the, and she ends up like kicking his ass like that, that kick she gives him that knocks him community. out yeah thank um, you thank you so much order of desire welcome on and thank you for that host sir I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, like she knocks the hell out of him. Like she I'm yeah. surprised his head was still attached after that kick. It's like holy crap man. Yeah, it was pretty um, it was pretty brutal. So we find that like she's running the place and I love the kind of conversation she ends up having later with Katie and saying basically like, you know, her father wouldn't train her because the men weren't allowed to train with the women. she had to sit in the sideline and learn everything for herself and teach it to herself. And um, so yeah, she basically left and she wasn't allowed to be part of his empire, so she went and made her own. Uh no problem, Arza, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um but yeah, it's like it's it's so cool to see her in that role and her character's probably the most interesting arc. Because mm-hmm. by the time we get to the end of the movie, we don't really know where we stand with her. Like, cause it looks like she's completely kind of like you know gone on this journey with, with Shang-Chi and his group, mm-hmm. and it looks like she's on his side and standing by him, fighting for her mom's village and stuff like that, and uh, trying to stop her father from unlocking anything. Yeah. Uh... All right. we we'll need I say a lot, like, there's a lot of words there that are really like I need to look at them and focus. All right. So I want to we'll... finish my thought first on that. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, we really don't know where she stands by the end because it looks like she's gone through this journey but then there's that kind of realisation of like that she didn't actually end her own empire and then she goes to like take apart her fathers and she actually makes herself the new head of the Ten Rings mm-hmm. and even like rebrands the logo at the end because like she keeps the Ten Rings but she like removes the double blade in the middle and replaces the logo changes the colouring of it so it's like it's, it's a new era for the Ten Rings yeah But even like when she she sits on the throne there and there's all the training, which she has the training now of the men and women training together and everything like that. It looks like she's still got her crew there, so it's going to be live streaming stuff and still doing the fight club that they were doing. Mm -hmm. But we don't really know where she stands.
1: Yeah, I think. Is she going to be
0: an enemy? Is she going to be a villain? Or is it more like she does this thing on the side and we'll see her pop in now and again? Like, is the Ten Rings still a big villain? I think. I
1: think moving forward, she will be the de facto Mandarin or the, the, the villain in place of the Mandarin. Yeah. Um, I liked her arc in this movie. I don't know if it was the strongest one for me, but I liked her mm. arc in the movie because I felt like she really – all that she really wanted was family, like a connection to family. She, get, she didn't get it from her dad because her dad kind of not really ignored her but focused on Shang-Chi. She needed to get it from her mom. Uh, because her mom died um, and she didn't get it from her brother because her brother left so she had to make her own way, she had to do her own thing and I think one of the coolest points in the movie is when she gets to Tallow and she meets her aunt yeah. uh, Michelle Yeoh uh, that scene to me is really really good because she's like holy crap I have family see that's and where I thought I, her
0: story arc was going to go, I didn't see her taking over the ten rings until we got that clip at the end I thought, she, like, I, I thought she I was going to go to Tao Lo. I thought she was going to go there because she connected with it and we have seen her mm. now connect with Shang-Chi because when they were riding the back of the dragons together and the dragon was getting attacked, she starts exactly. to fall yeah. and like, and he's, at this point, his father's dead so he's got the Ten Rings and he's literally using them to like wrap their arms together mm. and she's screaming at him, just let me go and he's like, I'm not letting you go this time. Yeah. So th- I thought, the okay thing, we're but... building this story up for them but at the same time, it's it's a twist, but it's a twist I see coming. Do you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of like the Falcon and Winter Soldier twist with Sharon Carter being the bad guy. How everyone looked at this story arc that was there and then went, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Only this time it does. Because meeting your aunt and realising you still have family and making that small connection with your brother doesn't take away the fact that you've not had family most of your life except the family that you built. That's true so two little she, moments. She knows,
1: she's really good at what she knows right and, and what that's she it. And she knows two little is moments is
0: two little moments is not going to take away the family that you created
1: and i think that's what that's what kind of maybe knocks it down a bit for me as far as the the level that i would put as far as her art because like you have those moments and they heavily focus on those moments in the movie which you need to obviously to build that emotional like structure in the movie i get but you heavily focus on her she's got new family she's she's mending this relationship with her brother and then she immediately at the end of the movie goes and does her own thing again that to me like i don't Mm -hmm. know it didn't i get where you're coming from and that makes
0: sense but it still it didn't sit right or it didn't gel with my brain i can definitely see where you're going with that and i think i think in terms of like that's the thing see if it was just that movie for me it would probably feel the same that it didn't gel together Mm -hmm. but excuse me i think knowing that we're going to be getting a sequel yeah and the fact of like with Marvel movies, you have to take it with a pinch of salt because everything's setting up what's to come. Yeah, I think, like you said, I do see she's probably going to be the big bad, or at least a background bad for the upcoming movie. You know, when he does get a sequel, um, I think we'll definitely see that, and we might even see the Ten Rings destroyed by the end of that, or by the end of a trilogy. I think she's gonna I make think a play with the Ten Rings. I think that's going to be well. She's already got the or the actual Ten Rings, like yeah. the actual that he's yeah. got.
1: The actual Ten Rings. <laughs>
0: Very possibly. Um, it depends where they're going with them, because they're obviously setting them up in a wider Marvel universe sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a build up, and I think her. St- I think that's the thing. I don't. I agree with you that her story art isn't the strongest in the movie, mm-hmm. but I do believe that's because I don't think it's done yet.
1: That's true. I but think I mean, as a standalone I st- movie,
0: though. As a standalone movie, one hundred percent. I absolutely agree with you. It's not. It's the one where you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if that makes sense, but at this point, we're twenty movies deep into Marvel. You know what you're getting. I think it's a case of knowing that's the the overarching story. That's the
1: i I actually feel like this is Tony Leung's movie. I feel like this is Wu's movie. Hmm. Uh, I mean, i i as much as it is shang chi Simuliu, as much as it is, his, it's definitely his movie. But I feel like him and his dad on screen, Wenwu. Uh, tony leong i feel like they that's it's it's a, it's a movie it's a two half movie it's a yin a yi, yang. and yang and the movie is about them too obviously it's about them too but i feel like it's just as much his movie as it is shang chi's oh First yeah um, that's why I, I feel like Wen wu's arc arguably is stronger than shang chi's
0: i think that's it though i think because it's as it as his movie as much as shang chi's and the really good marvel movies have that they have a villain that's very relatable and a villain that's on par with the hero and the two of them are very much on par with each other and I think it's it's both their journeys and I think his his might be a little bit stronger and I think that's because it's the ending of his story Mm -hmm. because we start the whole movie starts off with his story Mm -hmm. the whole story is the fact of like that he's this warlord that found the ten rings and Mm -hmm. has used it to extend his life for a thousand years yeah and he's basically ran most of the world for this point, you know. It's like, in, but he constantly wanted more power and more power and more power yeah. until he met his wife. And then we even see the fact of like, and that's that's where his, that's where the connectivity and the empathy towards his character come because not only did he meet her, it, it wasn't like, oh, I met her and I, you know, it, it lulled it for a little bit. No, he had literally given it up. Yeah. he had taken the ten rings off put them in their case and had not touched them since he was living his life yeah. and he put them back on out of sorrow for losing her and mm-hmm. wanting revenge even sending his son to go kill the man yeah. that had killed her that was the mission that's what it all been for and even what he's doing in the movie is because he believes he honestly with his whole heart mm-hmm. believes he's going to get his wife back and as a married man, I can't think that if I my wife had died and I heard her voice calling me to something like that and in my head I'm like I am sure this is her, that I wouldn't have done the same thing yeah. in his position, that I wouldn't have done everything in my power. Yeah. And the thing is like I think his character is marked by the fact of that's his driving force mixed with the fact of that you see him stopping during the fight. And you see him and Shang Chi talking to each other, and Shang Chi yeah. is still trying to appeal to his father. And then, when the dragon is released at the end, and he realizes what he's done, and he especially when he realizes he's dying, he immediately gives up the ten rings to mm-hmm. Shang Chi. Yeah,
1: and, and like you see, you see the mental, you see the mental slideshow go go through his brain like it places you in his brain and it shows you that oh, the only thing he's thinking about is his family that's literally the
0: only thing he's, he's thinking, thinking of his about. family and he's looking at his son and thinking about his son and thinking about him the moments of training him and standing with him all the way back to holding him as a baby mm-hmm. and it's like and you can see the love in his eyes and i'm like this man is not the antagonist of this movie yeah he's a part of the driving of the story but he is also being manipulated and when it comes he's not he's to, not 100 percent bad no he's not which is an amazing thing when you can do that with a villain you can make a villain very appealing in that way that they are not 100 percent bad that he's doing what he believes for the right reasons and it's not even something bad he's doing it's not even like a you know i'm going to take the power of this village or they are holding her so i'm going to destroy the village or and he doesn't even care about destroying the village yeah even though like the voices convinced him they're holding his wife he doesn't care he just has his people keeping them busy so he can open yeah the seal to let her out and or at least that's what he thinks he's doing and it's it's such a phenomenal villain arc it's it may be one of the best written villains in the mcu so far yeah
1: i think like for me i would i I, i'm comparing it with spider the first spider-man film within marvel um, with um, Michael Keaton as the mm-hmm. vulture like they made him like they showed his family they showed why he was doing what he was doing even though what he was doing was wrong they showed why he was doing it and like even though what he was doing was wrong he was he was trying to make the best decision that he could with the information and the resources that he had and again not excusing you know what he did or whatnot but like it made you feel sympathy for him it made you like kind of buy into the relationship between him and his family and him and peter and it made that that emotional punch of the last third of that movie so much more powerful and i think the same thing with this one
0: yeah see i the villain that i it with in my head that makes me think of is actually killmonger yeah and black panther because like i think it's the first time since watching black panther where i've looked at the villain and i like you know, don't get me wrong, Killmonger does some horrible things and he does some awful things and he's about to go wage war on the world Mm -hmm. but his reason and his driving force and the reason he wants to do what he does you literally can't fault him Mm -hmm. the guy has been given one of the crappiest hands ever and has had to scratch and claw his way back to where he is Yeah. and you know, even that thing of like technically he didn't do anything wrong in terms of Wakanda, like the people of Wakanda fight back because they're scared of what he's going to do, mm-hmm. but technically he even went in there and did it on their accord. Like he went in there, he's a family member, he's an heir to the throne, mm-hmm. technically, and he went and challenged the king and the Black Panther to a one-on-one contest, and he kicked the ass. Yeah, and like I did everything you asked of me. Mm-hmm. This driving force is here for a reason, and yeah, and you feel him, especially like in the the moments of um, Killmonger's death when he's sitting looking at the sunrise and stuff, and it's like... And basically, like, I would rather die like this. Yeah. And it's that that made me think of, like, it's the first time I think since then there has been a villain that I have 100%... Like, that's so a relatable thing. You can understand exactly where he's coming from and what he's going through, and honestly, part of it is he's like, I, he's not 100% wrong in what he's doing you know, at the very least from his own perspective, so that definitely yep. made me think of that, I think. Um, but yeah, they did such a great writing with his character. And yeah.
1: That was that was probably my, one of my... Katie and Simu, or Katie and Chung-Chi um, was a really cool aspect of the movie for me. I felt like that was a bedrock for that movie. And then, obviously, him and his dad,
0: that relationship mm-hmm. was really, really cool. Um yeah, that is—he's definitely a highlight. That having you know that relationship portrayed on screen, two phenomenal actors playing off each mm-hmm. other—it was so good. Um, you know, it was another amazing part of the movie, though. Trevor Slattery and Morris. <laughs> Transition. Yeah,
1: let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that scene.
0: Let's talk about this.
1: All right, so we we finally get to the point in the movie where Shang Chi and he's with Katie and he's with his sister travel back to his father's compound his father has tried to he's gotten all of them to come back to his compound and i think they he locks them in a cell right it's Doesn't weird because
0: it's weird because they're like locked in the basement but they're not specifically in a cell cuz they wander through like a couple of rooms before they get to them.
1: yeah and i can't remember why they're down there but for some reason they end up getting basically locked in the dungeons right?
0: <laughs> yeah i, I never they, really understood like when they got put down they like i don't get why he's putting them down there specifically but fair enough and then they just they randomly start wandering about.
1: Yeah, and at some at some point, you hear this this like angry moaning and chanting come from coming from down the hall. So they go to figure out what's going on, and they open this door, and here's Trevor Slattery, the man from Iron Man Three, quoting I think Hamlet or Macbeth, one of the two. And we find out that Wenwu has basically captured this dude. He was going to execute him, and then Trevor Slattery went on this just diatribe of Hamlet quotes, and Winwoo ended up keeping him. And he's basically the jester. He's a for court the jester. <laughs> he's a
0: court jester. I love it for I love the it. ten rings. That was, such, rings. A cool, that was like, such a cool thing. And I love, it. I love the fact that like he even mentions the fact of like yeah they got him clean and everything. And he's off drugs. And he's now just performing for like the Mandarin now, and it's like okay, I didn't see this coming. <clears throat> I love it. So
1: awesome and I love the whole bit about you know when they're at all the, the whole family's at the dinner table and they're talking and they're because uh, whenwu' basically introducing himself to Katie in, mm-hmm. in this long like uh, this long dialogue of you know I used to be called the Warrior King I used to be called this and that and this and that and he goes and you know this guy who took my name in America and he was talking about a whole Iron Man 3 fiasco. Uh, about trevor slattery and how he wasn't really the mandarin but he took the mandarin's name or whatever and i love that whole that whole bit was awesome yeah
0: like he named himself after a chicken dish (laughs) and all this and it's like it it was so ridiculous and i'm like yeah thank you for ripping that apart for it yes please thank you so much but and that's the thing as well like i'm quite happy to rip that apart because their reveal of the mandarin was awful as well because like it wasn't just like oh it's trevor slattery playing the mandarin no it's Killing like I'm the Mandarin. Who screams it, I am the Mandarin. You're the Mandarin. I'm like, No, so you're bad. not No you're not. And Holy just
1: way. just just to nail the nail the nail on the head a little bit, I have a dragon tattoo on my back just so you know this. That's
0: just to matter. just to make sure you're aware. <laughs> um but yeah, so they're in talking to Trevor. He's telling him about his new performances. And then our new furry best friend comes round yeah. the corner this walking pig. this walking <laughs> pillow with feet and wings and no it's face chicken.
1: a big furry
0: butt is what it looks like come yeah. around the corner they freak out and i love the fact that trevor's just staring at like what it's like what is that thing like oh you, you can see, see you can see him too i thought oh i've been God, hallucinating him
1: <laughs>
0: and i love the fact that he's made best friends with this creature from Tao Lao morris as he's named it which i love and uh, the fact of like he literally thinks this has been a hallucination this whole time until they come in and see it as well. And not only is he best friends with this thing, this thing doesn't speak English obviously, it speaks its own little language. Like chirps and stuff like and that. And he can translate it. He knows exactly okay. what Morris is saying. <laughs> and they become the amazing comedy duo of this, one of my highlights of this movie. Like it's, it's like, I, I love it. I, I am all for the bromance. Is Trevor and yeah. Morris, I'm all for the bromance. This is amazing. <laughs> I need more odd. Trevor and Morris in my life. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It was so well done. Like, even like they're in the car, like, because uh, Lockett said it in chat, like, when we thinks that it declares, like, he uses the amulets from shang Chi and his sister to reveal a map um, of how to get to the gate, and it's like he already knew when it was going to open. It opens like one time a year, this mm. certain path, and he just had to know the path to take, and it revealed it. Um, but Morris, through Trevor, reveals that actually. If you know where you're going, you can get through it any time. Yeah. And he knows where he's going. So he could take them. So they steal a car. So you've got Shang-Chi. You've got the sister, whose name again I'm forgetting. Chi Ling. Ling. uh you got Katie. you got Trevor. And you've got Morris, who are both sitting in the front seat because he gets car stuck in the back. <laughs> so he's sitting in the front seat with this furry thing in his lap. And basically gaze them through this forest.
1: It's like a magical, magical forest that's alive, that moves. That's, yeah. that's the entrance, basically, to Talal. Yeah, it's
0: like a giant bamboo forest, so you can see all the bamboo things, and they literally open and close. It's like yeah. stay in the eye, stay it's in a the moving eye, moving Stay yeah. in the eye. What does Stop that mean? Stay
1: in the pocket. It's stay in the pocket. It's like what does that mean? <laughs> Stop telling me to stay in the pocket.
0: it was like, so it's like this thing is open up in front of them, but just as it's open in front, it's also closing behind them and moving and. And of course, they arrive. And they arrive in Tao and. I Can I get... say something real quick? Can yeah. I say something real quick?
1: So, when they go. Th- so, they basically get out of the bamboo forest, and they go through this. Uh, they go through a waterfall, and they, they basically travel to another dimension, it looks like. I mean, I don't know how else to put it, right? Yeah, it's, it's basically the- like this
0: hidden world, but it's like a, almost like a pocket dimension. It's just one little world in itself. Does that water wheel not look like a sling ring portal? Hmm. but just
1: a water version of it
0: that makes sense actually
1: it looked just like a sling ring portal but it was a water version of that it formed the exact same way opened the exact same way and everything
0: it very well might have been as well because that's the thing because where um, Lao is it looks like there's a lot of portals because where the big bad is again I forgot the name of the creature but it's behind like the big dragon scale door they've put up over this and they describe that it's in another world as well so this thing is locked away in a dimension that leads to there that leads to the other dimension. Yeah. Um,
1: we should probably hit Locke's comment because it was a, a while ago. <laughs> All right, so let me hit it real quick. And then yeah, we, we kind of hit bits of it, but yeah. Yeah, so basically, uh, the, as far as the timeline goes for uh, Shang-Chi, um, they've surmised that because it happens during a festival, a Chinese festival, it happens between March 29th and April 5th of 2024,
0: I think is is the gist of that. Mm, yeah, so it's a certain um Chinese festival so it hits those exact months and then of course it's set twenty twenty four because it's set uh after the snap in the reverse. Yeah. Um of that. So yeah, it's it's kinda cool that you can track down the exact dates of that. And yeah, that it is keeps it in the weird. Chinese calendar essentially. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, overall I adored this movie. Um I think we've hit most of it. I think Yeah yeah i mean i know we bounced around we bounced around for a little bit but we've talked most of it let's there's only two things i kind of want to still hit. let's talk a little bit more about the dragons in depth okay and just because that's a big part of the big finale Mm -hmm. Um, and then the actual action scenes we've not really talked about the fight scenes themselves and i want to get into the actual details of them a little bit because so
1: in my brain there was three main fight scenes right so you had the for Mm shangshi you had the one on the bus yep the one um at the compound at his sister's compound and then the one between him and his dad those are the three main i think set piece driven fights that push the narrative forward we've kind of already talked about the bus one that was basically the opening of the movie almost yeah the bus one is
0: the bus one i think is the most impressive one to be honest. i agree i think that's probably
1: my favorite because a
0: lot of them after it they're a bit more cgi because obviously like Mm -hmm. with the one at the building they're fighting outside the building on scaffolding so there's a Mm -hmm. bit of cg to that and then the last one obviously there's cg and wire work to it because they've tapped into the airbending yeah i know it's not really airbending but i'm going to call it airbending yeah
1: we're going to call it airbending and that's the so one, one of the takeaways or one of the downsides for me for the movie which there aren't a lot there's just a couple in my brain i feel like there was and obviously rightfully so but i feel like there was way too much reliance on cgi and i could tell in some of the scenes i could tell that they weren't really where they were supposed to be and for for a moment, momentarily, it took me out of the movie, uh, and I'm thinking specifically of the the dragon scene at the end, mm. like when he finally destroys the the dark dragon. I forgot what his name was as well. Yeah. But it was just like there was so much going on. I almost had a hard time finding like figuring out what was going on and who was who. Um, but it wasn't to the point where it, like I'm like okay, I'm not. I don't like this.
0: You know. Yeah. It was. It just, was... It took me out. It was one of those things, like, it wasn't, like, a thing of... I don't think it was a thing of, like, it totally distracts. Like, I've definitely seen worse.
1: Yes, I've definitely seen worse.
0: Um, Like, you, Captain Marvel. Yeah. But at the same time as well, I don't see how else they could have done that scene, because of how fantastical it is. There isn't really a practical way to have done that. Yeah. Not and get the same effect. Yeah. You know, you could have done, like, maybe practical effects of creating the creature, but like, to get the full dragon scale on that scale, I'm like, nah. It's, yeah. it's the only way that made sense and don't get me wrong it looks good for what it is yeah um, yeah it's just one of those things like yeah you're aware of cgi though but there's really not that many moments like that yeah um but and, yeah. and to be
1: fair if this was in any other movie uh, not a marvel movie i don't know if i would have been as 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 uh um scrutinous about it yeah because like even in the fight scenes when
0: we start to see it like especially i'm thinking like most of the fight scene with him and his dad as well there's a lot of cg and Mm -hmm. wire work to that but part of that i'm okay with because that's kind of what those martial arts movies the old school martial arts movies looked like they were built on those kind of fantastical stunts and you were clearly seeing wire work but it's almost like an homage to that yeah yeah a little bit and and then i think the fights. You know, because like you see a lot of the fight with them, and a lot of that's obviously including the ten rings getting thrown about and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, there's obviously those elements to it as well. Um, but then you also have the fight scene, I think, on the building at the Sisters' Fight Arena, which is kind of yeah. in between. There's a lot of physical and yeah. scene moving around the scaffold, and it looks very much like the bus scene, but there is elements of mcg just to enhance stuff obviously obviously they're not really fighting on a building and stuff but one of
1: the things that i really liked about that fight scene is there's a really really good sense of tension when we think katie's gonna bite it oh yeah she, she, she's holding onto this bamboo scaffolding and it breaks and she's about to fall and there's like a legit sense of holy crap are they gonna kill Aquafina? yeah right there's now? a legit moment
0: of like i don't know how he's gonna catch her
1: yeah, and and like you can see it in his face, and the way that he acts off that, and the way that you know that whole scene unfolds is really good. It's really good, and it just adds again to the relationship, which I, in my opinion is one of the bedrocks of the movie.
0: Oh yeah, um, yeah, I think one hundred percent. I would have to say this is probably the best action in a Marvel movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like those sorts of style of fight scenes, and the only ones that even come close are probably kind of like we talked about earlier, but like Captain America, Civil, uh, not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier, especially.
1: Yeah, the fight between him, uh, Cap and Winter Soldier at the beginning, or towards the beginning of the movie. Or yeah. The movie yeah.
0: Even like the fight in between him, like Cap and Bartrock the Leaper and stuff, like yes. that little hand-to-hand yes. stuff, it's, like, it's, like, it's probably somewhere along that. I think it's probably better than that, just because the choreography is so much more advanced, and you also still are very aware that they are doing it. Yeah. And I wouldn't expect anything less. From a Shang Chi movie is like it's the martial arts movie for the MCU. Yeah, it better have the best freaking fight scenes, and you know yeah. like, that's that's what it's meant to have. This should um, be the measuring stick. But it's like it's on; it's definitely up there with the rest of them. I think it probably is better. But like, yeah, if you like the fight scenes in like Captain America: Winter Soldier, I think you're going to thoroughly enjoy these ones. I just can't get over the bus. The bus scene for me,
1: just when he because the way that it unfolds is you have no idea what his martial arts prowess is. And when he throws that first punch and it goes in slow motion yeah and then he does the split kick at some point and you see aquafina's face is like what it's the heck so
0: is so well done and it's so good because and the, the thing, thing is slow motion is good in this movie too
1: they don't yeah. overdo it it's perfect
0: it's thing. literally used to emphasize things at the yeah. perfect time and and i think that's the thing the funny thing is if you watch the trailers for shang chi is like you don't actually see him fighting that much hmm Like, thinking of, like, a martial arts movie, like, they they really just tease you with what he's capable of. Yeah. And like we said, like, that bus scene in the trailer is nothing compared to in the movie. Like, it is so much more amped up, and it's, like, yeah. It's, like,
1: 15 minutes long.
0: Yeah, it's a a long fight scene, but it's it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I watched that scene, and I'm like, I'm in. I don't care what comes next. I'm freaking in. This movie's awesome. Agreed. Like, I could leave now and be happy just having seen that. Like, it's... Now, I will say, I will
1: say so another like another negative for me i will say i wasn't a gigantic fan of razor fist i didn't think he needed to be in the movie i think they could have done it with somebody else he didn't i don't feel like the guy was that great of an actor in my opinion no. I might be i might be too harsh i don't feel like the character was that interesting and i don't, I don't think like he the added ca-
0: anything i don't think he did i think he was fine at the beginning like when i thought he was like the big bad on the bus. Mm-hmm. that was just getting the medallion. I thought, that's that works, that's great for a fight scene like this because he's fought all the little dudes and then there's always a big bad like that that fights alongside them that's that little bit more challenging.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And even to have him in the rest of the movie, just to kind of be there, he was very much the the big bruiser grunt sort of thing of yeah. like, go in and smash, you know. He's the yeah. guy you'd want to see like hand-to-hand with the Hulk sort of thing, you know. like He's going to go in and smash, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they tried to give my character arc, even to the point of like when they go to Talao, like and uh, you know Mandarin goes over to try and like break through the thing like he's almost like second in command. Kind of. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't quite know why you don't come across as like any sort of leadership except the fact that you're bigger no. than the rest of them and you've got a yeah, sword exactly. in your hand.
1: I would have rather. I would have honestly rather the Death Dealer. I would rather the Death Dealer replaced his entire character. So the guy with the mask, the oh, Death Dealer, I feel like they could have... Oh, goodness. Why did that I character like, have a
0: character poster?
1: I feel like, like, we, we know nothing. We know nothing about that person. They died. They died in the movie, so we'll never know anything about that person. I feel like they... they that were was really the most
0: wasted character in this whole thing. See the build-up of that agreed. character? And they did they they were nothing with him?
1: They were intimidating. They fought with Shang-Chi one-on-one, and they, it was a great fight. You know, in that ho- in the in the in that big building, and I feel like they could have replaced Razor Fist's character with that character in some shape, form, or fashion. And I feel like it would have, you wouldn't have even
0: missed the other yeah. guy. I, I would was like not
1: needed in the movie.
0: The only thing I would have done is I would have kept Razor Fist for the bus fight, just simply because okay. I like the Death Dealers' like reveal when they're fighting in the building, and that's the first mm-hmm. fight with Shang Chi, and it's not with everybody else. It's literally a one-on-one fight. And yeah. you get a taste of what they're like, and then I would have loved to see them come to blows later, or at the very least, seeing Death Dealer fighting with um, his sister, and mm-hmm. um, when she gets like her, you know, like dragon scale rope dart thing, yeah, something like that, something to make her bigger, that a bigger character, and yeah. them being like head of all of them would have made more sense. Yeah. Razor I think, yeah, that's he's a big bruiser, he's a one and done, you know, like he he's was- a big fight that you want to see. Shang Chi take out because it proves that Shang Chi can take on someone like that and it's not a threat to him. Yeah, yeah, it's that reveal of like something that's that big of a threat getting taken out, but him to be a leader and they keep showing up was like nah.
1: Yeah, other than other than a few very 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 few spots of semi dodgy CGI, I think the biggest thing for me was Razor Fist. I he again, I feel like he he not only did he not add anything to the movie for me, I felt like he took away from
0: the movie see Death deal- See the death I, dealer are they yeah. in any more fight scenes the only things i can think of them is that fight with shang chi so the death
1: so the death dealer shows it in the in the training montage when when shang chi was was yeah being, as he was growing up it showed him a couple times
0: and it just showed the death dealer him fighting but it's the fight and with shang chi the end- and then Tao lao the fight where they get killed yeah that's it that's it. and i'm like yeah it seems like you built them up as one of the people that basically abused him in training agreed agreed You'd expect it to be a bigger payoff, and there just isn't. Mm. Yeah. That character had he, a character poster. He looked awesome. Why or he or was he, he?
1: He or she looked Yeah, awesome. he or she. I don't even
0: know if it was a man or a woman. It's like, but probably a man, knowing the Vander's training and the women aren't allowed to train. It's probably is a man. True. Yeah, um, that's true. But, like, why give them a character poster if they don't have a character? They look so cool, and you could have done so much with them. Like, I wanted to see, like, Shang-Chi's getting his butt whooped with this guy. Yeah. And that fight scene, then the dad shows up and it's like mm-hmm. I want to see another fight later. I want to see them coming to blows or it's like at least the fact of like have a short fight between them and then like like at Tao Lao and the sister interferes and takes over and like go get her dad, I'll take care of him. Yeah. I wish
1: I wish the death dealer would have somehow escaped at Tao Lao or not even been there and at the end of that end credit scene where it shows her taking over her dad's spot, that death
0: dealer is right beside her. I would have yeah. loved that. That would have been awesome. That would have been great to show like that. They're still here. It's under new management, but there's also yeah. still a little bit of the old management there. Like yeah, exactly. That rather than like Razor Fist being there, like I'd love to have seen like one side, her like guy that was running the Fight Club, the you know Mohawk yeah. dude, yeah. and then like Death Dealer on the other side. That would have been so much better. That's <laughs> I never really thought about that before, but yeah, that's probably my one big thing. I like they really pushed Razor Fist. Yeah, and there was no reason to. The guy was not no. that great of an actor. No, he wasn't. And was like, y- just y- looks... if you're watching,
1: dude, no, 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 uh, no offense.
0: Yeah, no offense or anything. It's like that. The dude <laughs> did what he could with it. I mean, the writing yeah. might have been awful for the character. The direction might have been awful for the character. I just feel like it was a guy who was a big dude who was included in that first fight to show mm-hmm. what Shang Chi could do against someone like that—not just another yeah. martial artist, but someone that big of a threat. Yeah. And then they just went. Oh keep them in the movie. And I'm like, no. Yeah. no, I just that was a too. that was a bad decision. Ah, yeah, because they could have deal- had him in the movie, but
1: just had him in the background. Don't have him talk. Don't have him be part of the plot. Just have him there because you know. Yeah. I can't know well, that's saying. it.
0: It could have just been there just to be a big brute. It should have been like Sabretooth from the first X Men movie, the big brute that's there and doesn't talk. Yeah, like that's that's what that character should have been. Death Dealer was a lot more interesting. Had a great fight with Shang Chi, even even on the scaffolding. Like they're all fighting this stuff, and then at one point the sisters hanging off dangling off an edge, and Death Dealer just shows up and goes snatch. Yep, grabs the necklace and just goes, and it's like, wait, what? Like, like I'm not here to mess about. I'm here to get a job done. My job was to get that necklace. Yeah, and I'm getting out of here. Like, I don't need to mess with you. Like, I'm not messing about with stuff that doesn't matter. I'm like. That character should have been so much cooler than it was. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I
1: really, really wanted to see more Death Dealer because I felt like the fights between between chi and the Death Dealer were so good. I felt like they were so good. I wanted more of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's. Oh, let me... oh for... yeah, I mean. Oops, sorry. But yeah, I hope hopefully
1: if they have a sequel or whatnot, that they bring back they bring back the Death Dealers. Um, so. I'm really hoping they
0: do. Yeah, I'd love to see more of the Death Tales. I hope that's not like the only one because the only one we really got to see. So it's like I hope we do more with that. Because they just even 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 the look is awesome. Like they yeah, just look sweet. Just the <laughs> look, the mask, and the way the outfit looks like it's it's perfect. It looks like yeah. a good villain. It's like it's one of those great villains that catches your eye. Like oh, I wonder what they can do. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing is what they can do apparently. Again, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I the movie again it's so good if you're a martial arts fan this is a must watch uh especially if you're a martial arts fan who's also a marvel fan like this is a this is a no miss movie
0: oh yeah absolutely it's like mcu fan martial arts fan it's well worth checking like this this movie is worth the hype it's getting yeah it is absolutely 100 percent worth the hype it's getting and i'm so happy for simi
1: Liu though because he like back in the day like if you don't know the story he basically messaged marvel on twitter in like 2012 and said so shang chi marvel what's up
0: yeah so so when <laughs> we're talking not- about when we're talking about this and the dude got it and it's like hey go for it man this what's is the-
1: like one of those classic how it started how it's going posts
0: yeah but it's, it's like the old adage of like you know you don't ask you don't get it's like yeah he, he shot asked shot
1: and he got it yeah dude
0: he asked he got you know
1: he's so good in this movie He's so good. There was not one spot in the movie where his acting took me out of it.
0: Nah, he was—he's a phenomenal actor. It's like the fact that he's not been in more stuff, or at least the big name stuff, is like is, is a travesty to be completely mm-hmm. honest. It's like yeah. the guy's phenomenal. Yeah. Alright, sorry, he's pulling up Twitch and having a look on it there. No worries. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it for our review of Shang Chi. I don't think there's anything else really.
1: No, I mean we hit we hit all the major plot points. We hit ma- all the major set pieces. The characters so.
0: amazingly. I like an hour yeah. rant before we even got into it. But like, yeah, I do.
1: I know that's like the quickest review we've ever done of a movie. That's hilarious. I know. But We were very succinct though.
0: Yeah, but like, uh, so final thoughts on it. Yeah, this movie is well worth checking out. This is if you've not seen Shang Chi yet, and um, definitely go and check it out. I think it's worth going to the cinema to see if you're willing to go to the cinema. I would agree. I know some people still agree. aren't, but if you're able to, it's definitely worth seeing there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just for the spectacle of it, um, it's definitely worth checking out. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like the ninety plus percent on Rotten Tomatoes is deserved. I yeah, I would like, agree. I think it's like 93, 95 something like that. Someone that. So, place.
1: so one out of ten. What would you give it? Gun to your head. What would you give it?
0: Gun to my head. I would probably say at least a nine. Yeah. At least a nine. Could
1: be, I think for me it would be a
0: eight. Maybe a eight point five. Yeah. I think yeah, a nine because there's there's very few things I can think of. I'm like this could make it better. I was I yeah. was really impressed with it. It's definitely yeah. one of my top MCU movies. So yeah. I think that one's definitely a nine for me. You know, and if you're talking out of ten, like ten for me is talking something like Endgame. Like yeah. you, you would have to get me feels I had like sitting watching Endgame for the first time to be hitting a ten at this yeah, point. Yeah, because that's and... the
1: thing. Like it's not necessarily it's it's how the movie makes you feel it's like the type of emotion that it pulls out of you and yeah. endgame for me is just the cream of the crop
0: yeah endgame's up there so i'd say like that and like winter soldier maybe like a 9.5 yes. sort of rating, and then like nine yeah. for shang chi for me like it's it's, yeah. it's up there yeah. it's in that range so I'd, I'd say a good solid nine at least yeah that's yeah. awesome but yeah so that's pretty much it for us today that's thank you for everyone who hung out with us it's here for our yeah, review of shang chi um, for everyone that's here we absolutely appreciate it um, of course the conversation keeps going when we are not here on Twitch if you want to keep up with us on our Discord mm-hmm. or keep up with us on our social media you can go and follow us there at our links um, also if you're so inclined to want to financially support us as well you can go ahead and check out our Ko-fi page which I, I double checked and found out it is Ko-fi because apparently like they themselves said it's Ko-fi as in it rhymes with no fee
1: oh okay
0: so it's ko-fi oh, okay. um, got it so go and check us out in the Kofi page if you feel the urge to support us financially there is extra content over there i have been recording some reactions i still have some to record um, and put up there at the start of this week and um, like some more trailer stuff to put up also we do have a commissions page up there as well where you can commission this man over to my side here um, to do logos and stuff for your stream if you're so inclined a lot of examples up there including the one that's just above us here our own logo and um, or if you want to commission them for an art piece he does art pieces here on our art stream so if you want to commission them uh, for your own art piece go and check it out there it's like the prices are a little bit high on it it's not just your basic stuff for it it's like they're good pricing on them but for the work he puts in and how good they turn out it's well worth it so yeah. definitely check him out and that money goes completely to the blue. Completely to support Nitro, and a part of that he is kicking back to Comics and the Cross to help support the channel. Um, or you can just donate and support us there and get the extra content over there for as low as I think I've set it at like 3 or $4. Yeah. So um, you'll actually be saving money than if you subbed here on Twitch, and we get more of that money back as well. So actually, we'd probably prefer it if you supported us over there. Yeah. Um, just because I guess that was more of the money, it saves you guys money, and there's more content for you. It's one all around. Um, so, go ahead and support us there and thank you for that, Ads. Ads, one of our top guys over here, has been supporting us since day one. Thank you for that outstanding <laughs> stream, as always. We appreciate it, brother. Um, so, we are going to go and raid. I think we're actually going to go raid One Geek 411. And um, nice. Cameron's on there doing a little bit of Magic the Gathering right now. So, even if that's not your cup of tea, that's not your sort of thing, if you can at least hang out with us to go and show them some love, they do a lot of um, streaming different things over there, they stream their own ports podcast and their book club they have games variety games over there so go and check them out show them some love drop them a follow if you haven't hey space hobo how is it going you're coming in right at the end we're just wrapping up but appreciate you coming in let me go ahead and drop a link to them on twitch loving the lucha mask by the way space hobo but yeah, Space Hobo, massive shout-out to him. Um, kind of caught him the other night, actually, when we were, uh, I jumped in to play a game of um, Splitgate. He's one of the other dudes on there. He streamed, I decided to go and check him out. Um, still pretty low in numbers of following, so if you want to go and show him some love, go and check him out. We're worth checking. Um, but yeah, we're going to go show 1Geek411 some love, so please, if you're able to, follow our raid command. Uh, if you can't get that, just... Uh, use the normal radio motes if you've got them, um, along with the Yard Burden With Glorious Purpose. Um, in terms of the rest of this week, I will be back tomorrow night for the finale of Kingdom oh, shoot. Hearts. Oh, shoot. Uh, it's done. We fought and beat Maleficent last week. We fought and nice. beat um, Riku slash Ansem. Uh, and then we were kicked back to Traverse Town for some reason just to go back to the same place we were in so it's like okay um, but we are going to be going and getting the last little upgrade we need heading back there and going into I believe it's just the final fight left for that so I will be doing that this uh, tomorrow night 8.30 Eastern Standard Time so please come along and hang out with us and join us for that um, and then to make a very special announcement of the following week the next game that's going to be coming after that is you're not actually going to see me on stream on Monday nights Monday Night Crossplay is going to be taking a little bit of a break and you are actually going to be seeing my beautiful wife Jay coming in for the new series that we're doing on Monday nights her and I are interchanging on Monday nights for a little bit and called You Died Please Try Again and basically she's going to be playing horror games on stream and just perfect for going into spooky month and she is going to be kicking it off by playing Bioshock Remastered as her first game so um, she was encouraged to play the Bioshock series that she would love the story for it, and it was actually her uh, brother my brother-in-law that suggested why don't you stream it because that would probably be funny to watch, my wife is not a horror person at all, she <laughs> does not like horror stuff, if you like being seeing someone get freaked out at horror stuff this is the game to check out um, so it will be me tomorrow night and then next Monday night at 8.30 she should be taking over um, I'll still be in chat and stuff like that I'll still be hanging out and talking because she's going to be very new to streaming, she's we're going to be very new to a lot of you and interacting and um, so please come in and please be nice and show her some love um. for that and then nitro you were going to say um what's happening with art of the hero because we may not be getting yeah, it this so, week so yes yeah, so i'm
1: going to be taking uh this tuesday off because i got some friends that are coming in town from out of state so i will be back next week i am incredibly excited for the piece that i'm going to be working on so it's it's a a piece that i've been wanting to do for a while it's going to be teenage mutant ninja turtles and i'm doing a ton of research to make it probably one of the most intense pieces i've done so far so nice if you like the ninja turtles and you like live art i would suggest that you come back not this tuesday but on the 28th check it out okay
0: I'm i'm still waiting for my teenage mutant ninja turtle versus the robins like big crossover piece just saying just that (laughs) I mentioned it I like didn't a year know you ago. wanted that I mentioned it like a year ago I'm just saying I'm still waiting oh my uh, bad my, bad. Never, hey, my bad my bad just, just saying just, just throwing it out there you know Um. but yeah so Nitro won't be here this week because you know Van decided to have a social life instead of hanging out with you how dare he how dare I um, but we'll be back next week with a phenomenal piece to check out if you want to see his previous work you can see on our ko page some of the examples for it um, also it's posted in our Discord and online you'll see different examples of um, stuff he's done the guy's a phenomenal artist so I can only imagine what he's going to do when he's got a piece like this to just go ham on and just let loose on um, when it's not a commission from someone and it's basically what he wants to do like okay I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens with this and then of course the last big announcement is next Sunday the podcast will be back two o'clock eastern time here at twitch.tv slash comics and the cross and the long awaited return of dr baron bell is coming back on the podcast we have talked to him a couple of times on the show about his comic dominion fall of the house of I don't know if you can see it behind me up there i've actually got it hanging i think it's just off camera unfortunately um but he is coming back to talk to us because issue three has dropped um, so we're going to be talking to him about Dominion up to this point and what's next and um, going forward because he's got there's going to be a three issue arc really. Um, when I say three issues, it's like that expanded issues. Yeah. Um, so from Terminus Media, based on the story of King Saul. So um, he talked previously about leading into doing the stories of King David and King Solomon as well from the Bible. And um, so we're gonna be talking to him a little bit about the details on that. So make sure you come and join us next week as we talk to him. You don't wanna miss that conversation. Um all right, we are gonna go and raid one gate four eleven. Let me just make sure. Yep, they're definitely still on. <laughs> just checking, I've done that before. Like gone to raid and they're gone. Okay. Dude, I
1: did that last Tuesday. I raided someone and they'd already switched off. I'm like yeah it happens
0: to everyone eventually so we love every one of you thank you so much for everyone that came and hung out with us today and remember it is a good week to be a geek take care and i will see you all tomorrow night adios see you guys